This is the open bar, opening bar. Actually, I think I forgot this part. <laughs> Thanks for listening all up in your car. YouTube Live is where we are. Wait, are we J Mike? That's my co-host, by the way. They sorta call me Gabe on the mic every booze day. Oops, I meant Tuesday. Though really, who's to say? I think it's about time to press play. Go. The rock, the drunk uncle, as is uh, like AV or whatever. So I saw the drunk uncle one time and had to grab it to add to the collection. So that's my two drink Funko. <laughs> I, I like. I appreciate that he's here in spirit. Yeah. Now, now, answer me this, Swags. First, oh, yeah. first question. First question tonight. All right, you ready? This is coming in hot. I am ready. All right. So, so we're we're in a live draft, right? You and I, or you know, you are. I don't care. I don't have to be there. I, I, I to be honest, <laughs> I hope I'm not there for what I'm about to ask you. All right. So, kinkiest, <laughs> kinkiest place that uh, you know, kinkiest situation in which you would uh, do a draft. What do you think? What's the, your limit? The What's your level? Situation, Give it to me. Yeah. and we're live, like a group. Oh man, who knows, this man? Is, um, I don't know. You know, maybe. I mean, we need some sexy girls calling us over to make our picks, right? Gee whiz, Swags. <laughs> Definitely Swag, not eating what, peanut swags, butter and onion sandwiches because I want them to come to me. <laughs> Strong callback. Getting and and you can't be there, Gabe, because I I feel like they will flock to you, mm. and I'm glad you decided to stay away. Well, I I, I don't know. I it, you know it's it's been a, it's been a pandemic of sorts. You know these last uh, three three months. <laughs> not like the usual pandemic. Not, not, <laughs> not, just, not your typical pandemic, right? Of sorts, right. and, no, and no, uh, standard run of the mill thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, my my point is, is that you know, the boy hasn't had a haircut in you know about like literally six months, maybe more. I don't even know. Um, that includes the beard, everything. So my point is, is that it maybe maybe you have the upper hand at this point. I don't know. You never know. Man, I haven't had a haircut in probably like twenty years. Okay. I just kind of do it. Yeah. So it's easy. I'm just shocked they banned scissors in your, you know, stay at home orders. Like, this seems extreme. <laughs> Peter, are you drinking coffee? Bit, What's a in bit that aggressive. Cup? Yeah, it's coffee. See? It cannot be. It? You want it to not be? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. It sounds um, like a plan today, man. I'm just like, you know, I, I normally shave at home. I. I I was kind of didn't really affect that too much. Yeah, I know, right? Well, it's gotten worse to be honest, Pete. But Swags, I thought thought you might, I thought you might come like something with a little, little spicier, you know, like the 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 hot Cheeto bath or something. Like I don't know, Um, maybe I don't know. I guess I, 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 the hot Cheeto bath. Yeah, the hot Cheeto bath. The hot Cheeto bath draft. All right, um, we'll, we'll get to that later. We'll get to everyone's uh, bath of choice later. We'll have a bath draft. All right, uh, this is live. It is nine thirty Eastern Tuesday ish. Uh, maybe is it Tuesday, J Mike? I sure as heck hope it's Tuesday, man. Um, yeah, so we're, we're we're here. I have nothing else to say, but we're here. Um, I, I saw someone call me out already. You know, saying that I'm that I'm in the in the center. Okay, look, I didn't try to do this. I didn't try. I, I would love. 
I would love to have my main man, J Mike, to be in the center of this whole thing. Look, I, 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 J Mike, explain what happened. It, what's up, dude? How are you? Bro, we are less than one week away from Scott Fishbowl draft, I believe. So thankful for that. That's exciting. Um, what happened while you're in the middle? Uh, I think it was a case where you were here, then you dipped. And basically all I said was, hey, you're the GOAT, and that's just the way that it goes. So mm. uh, you being in the middle is just basically signifying that what we already knew. You're the star of the show. Uh, we are here for you, for your pleasure. And we're just happy to be able to play a small role in the world that is Bungie. So mm -hmm. thanks for having me, man. I appreciate that. Hey, and thank you for joining me, you know, week after week and getting everyone here. <laughs> <laughs> and I can just show up. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, no. It, well, hey, good to see you, man. Speaking of the people that, you know, you invited onto the show, let's let's jump right in. All right. We got a couple of vets. Um, one noob, um, as the kids might say, like 10 years ago. I don't know. I remember when I used to play like Modern Warfare on, on the PS3 and I, I would be called a noob with, with zeros instead of O's. Man, that hurt. Um, but, you know, 10 years later, still standing. So, <laughs> on to the guest. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be strong-willed in this FF game. Um, all right. So, Vets first, out of respect. P.A. Howdy. That is his handle. I know him as Peter. Some people know him as Pete. But I have respect, like I said. So, <laughs> Peter, my friend, how are you tonight? Good to have you back. Well, I was going to say most people don't know him at all. Um, yeah, uh, I'm happy to be back, man. Um, feels like I've been banned from the open bar for way too long. Happy to be here. Um, need this to go well today. Today's been a terrible, terrible, my, well, not compared to some people's days, as, well, as I now know. But still, I feel like I need to not uh, make a complete ass of myself like usual be able to leave here with some dignity just to uh, set my day back right. And this is a place to do it. I really appreciate you asking me to come back, but it's, it's in the contract, you know, uh, <laughs> court, quarterly, the quarterly contract. That's, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe every uh, six weeks or so, eight weeks. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, still appreciate you coming through. Um, we will allow you the chance to kind of redeem yourself, um, feel like you are worthy of being here, whatever, you, however you want, you were describing it just now. Because uh, you're talking about tight ends, you know, um, pre-show. In, in the pre-show notes, we were talking about tight ends, all right? You, you, look, you got to right. subscribe to the Open Bar Patreon. Uh, the, the patreon.com backslash open the open bar um it's 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 cheap to subscribe and you get to join us pre-show so you know it's uh it's it's quite the honor really um go ahead and do that guys uh all right uh <laughs> swags hey man uh how are you feeling swaggy tonight huh you feeling well, a little, I am great, a little man. swaggy absolutely man i mean you're it's always great to be here always great and then you want to be here more when you see other great guests on um missed out on some great shows you guys have been killing it with guests lately so happy to be here as always i appreciate you grouping me in the uh the, the guest invitation process that i have <laughs> no part of i think i've invited like one person in the last three months so uh yeah who, who thank, was thank it you for 
Joseph, jo- uh, our buddy Joseph, and it was a new follow for me, a new friend to the open bar. Um, and I don't want to butcher his last name. I can't remember how to say it again. It, Namor was it Namor? I believe yeah. Namor, J Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's he's a wino. All right, FF wino. So um, that's not his handle. You'd have to search his name to find him. But give him a follow. Friend of the show. All right. The only guest that I've invited in 2020. So he's got to be that special, right? I think we should get people to give you. I mean, you guys got Sal up to how many files at one show? I know. And But um, why, why aren't yeah. we working on you, too? Well, that, well, well, no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. Not, that's not what we do here, okay? We we appreciate but the shout. Matter of fact, worthy. we 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 got shout that's out. All I'm gonna do the rest out, of the week. Uh, by Peter, okay? you can. That's, that's what I'll do. Look. All right. I. He said, "That's I, what I'll do the rest of the week." You watch. A quick shout out to Joseph. He's on Twitter at J Namor N A M M O U R two four. The homie from up east as well. Yep, good dude, good dude. Um, Indeed, J. Mike, I told you, dude. I told you. You just gotta, you just gotta throw, throw <laughs> out stories, and you know, people say things eventually. Um, told well, thank- you telling tales, man. <laughs> uh, thank you, Swags, for um, you know getting J. Mike and I to uh, however many followers we need. We're going ten thousand. Ten thousand. Okay. Yep. Cum- cumulatively between all three handles between Open Bar. Um, J Mike check oh, and FF man bun. We can do that. All right. Yeah. We'll We're already like halfway five. there. We'll maybe shoot for five or like three, two thirds. All right. Cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Cool. Appreciate cool you, story, uh, bro. Pete, for giving us individual shout outs today. Speaking of trying to get us to that, you know, 10,000 mark like that, man. Well, thanks. Just thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. You, Pete. Pete, yeah. What'd I do? You gave us a personal shout out. Not being antagonistic. What did I do? No, you gave us a personal <laughs> shout out on Twitter to try and get us to uh, the, the 10,000 mark. Oh, right. Yeah. Cumulatively. Sure. Yeah. Well, why would I not? It's like, I legit had planned on showing off. up with some peanut butter. Sorry, Peter, I cut you off. That's oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> ooh. Open That's bar okay. signature I'm... alcohol. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I saw well I saw who who uh I saw somewhere on Twitter. Man, Scott Fish is like a celebrity. Not even like a celebrity. He is a celebrity. People they like I'm in the the beanie baby division. Um I I would have to get his uh handle in front of me, but dude in there is um trying to make Scott Fish beanie babies, like literal fish, you know. Oh, wow. um, throwing them on t-shirts, but uh speaking of the the alcohol, I saw someone who's a uh uh, works at a vineyard and bottles wine and they made like a label for, for Scott fish. That was kind of neat. So, I mean, I just, I just want the open bar to be on a wine label. J. Mike. Hey, I'm or, not mad at that. Or a beer, you know, shout out to Chris Allen. All right. Come on. Come on. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I buy all that alcohol and it'd be the only thing I drink. You should do that. But uh, I, I re- just realized I've got like a bone to pick with John Bosch because he effectively named our podcast and it is the worst branding idea ever. Now I think about it. I mean, Scott Fish, Fish, obviously. Open bar, alcohol, cool. What am I going to do? Like sell roads? Yeah. 
basically. <laughs> I just go, Signs. Come sponsor our road. Like, Signs, <laughs> man. It be like something commercial. It's just, it's just like when you're like, driving down the highway and your highway yeah. is, is, is sponsored by a certain group that actually keeps right. it clean and tidy, yep. right? It's not going to help at all. It's just going to keep a road tidy. And who cares? Really? That, that is all thanks to Peter. <laughs> Pete. Pete, you run these streets, man. Hey, <laughs> let's go. Fair enough. All right. Perfect. All right. Okay. One last guest, uh, the N00B to the open bar. Um, th that's that's open bar with a zero, not an O. Okay, noobs. Um, we're changing the handle right now as we speak, aren't we, J Mike? All right. Uh, Justin, 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 dude. Four for up? four. What is mm. up? You know, happy to be here. Happy to crack a couple open with you guys. The noob, the no the noobest of the noob, literally yeah. the the newest guest possible because this is live, so I couldn't possibly be not the newest guest. So it's nice to be here. There's no one else, unless no you know. Else. Of course, we went and dug into the, the the Twitter depths and said, "Hey, look, this Justin guy thinks he's the the noobest noob. You want to be nuber than him?" And I, come <laughs> yeah. on in. So you. <laughs> So you better watch yourself, okay? All right, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, happy to have you, though, dude. Um, oh, yeah. Four for four, great site, smart people. Um, one of my favorite just titles for a website in general, you know, four, like four, 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 oh, Jay-Z, you know, four, four, four. Oh, boy, man. All right. Uh, great album. I don't know what I'm talking about, J-Mike. We, uh, we need to start a show. We need to talk about fantasy football. All right. Um, you, you got you got anything for us? Got any hot takes to start us off? Huh? I, I don't have any hot takes. Uh, I'm sorry. Does um, can we still do the show, though? Uh, no. I think no. I think we need to start with with that. For sweet. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, sweet. Hot take. Michael Thomas will not finish as the wide receiver one. How's that? Why is that? Uh, <laughs> It's not. That's, that's hard just, to do. That's like that's like. There's so many man. things who, that we can talk well. about. Well, I perceive it too, maybe, but not one. Yeah, maybe and, your hot take needs to be who it will be. Yeah, and 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 I'm glad you brought that up too because and and Swags, thank you for asking because shout out to a friend of the bar, Cody Kutzer, and the folks over at the Fantasy Authority. Uh, they actually posed <laughs> a question on Tip Twitter earlier today. On what? And they were. Twitter, okay. Teeter, Titter, Teeter, 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 the number of wide receivers who you feel like can actually finish at the very tip top. And for me, it just starts out with a discussion of, okay, what are the, who are the number of guys who can like rise above from a target perspective, right? Who are, who are the people that are going to be beat over the head with targets? And for me, at least, <laughs> for, for me at least, and obviously we can play the efficiency game, right? You can have someone who's scoring on long plays all the time. Think this and a third, but, they had it narrowed down, I believe, to Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill. From there, do you guys even – can you even wrap your brain around 
anyone <laughs> else going for number one. And I'm I'm just curious. Yeah. Why do you laugh, Peter? Why do you laugh at me? No, I, I love the way you describe things. That's why I listen to everything you do and everyone should subscribe <laughs> below. Um, I, I love your animation. What can I say? Um, yeah, I can think of a few um, that have the potential that can reach it. Um, that isn't a stretch, though probably won't because most probably aren't. Um, that are a little less valued. Like that's a list of players that can and everyone already knows can, it feels like. It feels like a very good list, very safe list. But like um, Odo Beckham definitely has that skill potential volume opportunity. Like there's no reason other than the worldwide acceptance that he bad now, apparently, because he had a thousand yards. <laughs> Haven't you heard me? After switching <laughs> teams, like a, he bad now. So he's, he's basically done. I mean, he's in the prime of his career, but whatever. Um, other players... If we're sticking to, you know, somewhat predictable, somewhat reasonable, Odo Beckham is the one that sticks out. The other ones that, the other one that just occurred to me seems a little unfair. Hopkins, I would say, yeah, but we know his situation is worse. That's what just happened to Odo Beckham last year. Even if he has that potential, we should expect him to struggle compared to players that stuck to the same team. So I think it's reasonable to expect not one. But uh, yeah, as a player, yeah, I get that. You know who's super unreasonable is uh, Adam Thielen. Just like... Mm, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Targets. Mm. targets should be there. Again, if we're talking top 12, I'm with you. If we're saying, you know, genuinely has... It's definitely within their range of outcomes without, you know, extreme efficiency or something we definitely don't see come... I, I, it's hard to know the parameters here, but one would be really difficult for Thielen. I, I tell you what, the, the other one that occurs Great to me floor, though. would be Antonio Brown, just to get a groan out of everyone. Like, if he gets a team, legitimately nothing stopping him being the literal wide receiver one. There is one wide receiver in the league that's shown a potential history for doing it. That's Julio Jones. He's already on your list. The other one that's done it over the last seven years is Antonio Brown. So, I mean, that's the other one that could easily fit in the conversation if about, he had a team. <laughs> how about uh, how about Amari Cooper? Is that within the realm of possibility? I mean, everything's within the realm. I don't think it's true. You know? Why? Why? Because we've seen like him with max volume and be efficient and with, with a really good QB last year, at least, and really safe. Like, we haven't seen him get into that top five tier, really. And yeah, so but vacated targets, Peter. <laughs> but, I mean, you just put Antonio Brown there, to be fair. Because he's been there. If he was on a team, that's a player that's proven with volume he can do it. That's kind of where I'm at. Or indicate – and the other players on that list, like Devontae Adams could be on there. He's been good enough on a shortened season that we believe we could see that throughout the whole season that could hit one. That's another player that could do it. Julio can do it because he's done it. He's hit – that kind of tier before Amari, I'm a little squeamish on because we've seen him in good situation, not kind of hit that upper tier. Um, and that's why I mentioned Antonio, like the reason Antonio isn't in that tier or has that potential because he has no targets vacated or otherwise gave. Um, but if he suddenly had them, let me throw some names out. For me where it's the play is great. But it's not like we haven't seen him with volume, even in the situation he's in. Top 12? Yeah. If we're even from one, 
think it's a little out. Like it seems a little different. So I'm gonna stop talking. About it. But uh, everyone has to get there for the first time. For the first time, right? Yeah. So True. I mean, Michael Thomas got there for the first time. You know, uh, AB Julio has Julio been number one before? Probably. Um, I mean. But everyone on that list did it once they finally fell into their role very quickly. It's not like they are perpetually uh, an Amari Cooper and then became a wide receiver one. Like Julio did it just after, you know, finally earning the job. He was year one. He was a top 24 wide receiver. After that, we've had this phenomenal career of being one, two, one, two, three, one. Like he okay. hasn't fallen below. Same, same with Antonio Brown. Michael Thomas did well his first year. Then a perennial top three guy. They don't like develop into being that. That maybe I'm wrong. Oh, so, I, I don't no, see so, a lot of development. But there's there's a bit of a formula for the ascension to the number one overall wide receiver. Yeah. Is what you're saying? Maybe that's just the way I think of it. The types of players well, who have done that, and we could think. What of about Mike McCarthy though? Is Mike McCarthy going to change anything AJ there Brown, in maybe. Dallas? And. and 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 that's the th that's one of the things that I got hung up on a lot, or not hung up on. I've thought about some over this offseason as well, non-point scoring season. What up, Russ? Har. Um, when we – like Dak already threw the ball a bunch last year, Swags. So I'm just curious how much more, like, could, could he add to that? Because from an attempts perspective, mm -hmm. Prescott was already sixth in the league last year at 596. So then the question becomes if if we're if everyone excuse me let me try that again if the folks who are incredibly smart are already projecting Dallas to be a pretty good team in all likelihood and, and again help me help me walk through this without sounding like an idiot I difficult I know but y'all help me out if if we walk through this even even if you're getting a McCarthy bump per se in attempts You'd like to think that their game script, from from a game script perspective, we think that their defense is going to be terrible, and they're likely to be ahead in a lot of games. So if that's the case, and they're not constantly fighting from behind, I'm not mm -hmm. sure that you're going to be growing on almost 600 attempts again. So then the question just becomes, how much more efficient can you be? And he was already a 65% complete passer with 4,900 yards last year. So I don't know that the I don't know that the pie gets bigger from an attempts perspective. The question just becomes, how is it spread out between everybody that's on the team? Is that would that be is yeah. that fair to say with I, him? I think there's mm -hmm. a better chance that Zeke could be the overall RB one than any of the receivers on that team could be the overall wide receiver one. They would mm -hmm. much prefer to just run it through Zeke, and if they do have a good team, they're not going to try to pass it 600 to 630 times in a season. So I don't know if Amari has that kind. That type of ceiling he's gonna have like uh he has phenomenal ceiling but well but ceiling, yeah i get what you're saying right? ceiling ceiling with with the with the chemistry of who's there right yeah however many games we have this season he's got super good uh boom weeks but i don't know about an entire boom season they would have to be playing from behind consistently i don't think anyone has them pegged as like the third team in that division Major shout out to everyone in the chat. Thank you all for already rocking with us. Uh, the okay. family's here. What what chat? <laughs> the one that you referenced before even I had a chance today. You referenced them first. 
and I believe it was our homie Rojas. Who Galladay, the, the capital C. James, this this crisis has to stop. <laughs> I want to. I want to like stop it. ruining like good players by saying, "And now they're going to be better." Stop it. No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a personal conversation with James here, <laughs> and I love so, Galladay, but we have to stop ruining players by saying, "And now they will be much, much better." Like he he's not saying he will be Peter. I just asked for candidates who could possibly no. end up at one. He's, he's like asking Tyler Boyd's the wide receiver 12, or he's a failure. No, he's already hit. Just be happy with it. Galladay hit. Like, everyone was wrong. We were Just right. Be Just be happy. happy. Don't be like, now expectations should grow. So we should all hate him the year after, after he doesn't hit an expectation, which is way outside of his range. Like, you, we got to quit with this hurting value on good players because we expect Antonio Brown and Julio Jones out of all of them, frankly. Like, sorry, this is a triggering thing. I was me. just about like, to say. Yeah. <laughs> I was really high on. I have never and seen like, you know, like that. Uh, and then they hit, and I'm like, see? And everyone, and then no one likes them the next year because everyone was like, oh, they've hit. Okay, I'm on the train. And to be on the train, I have to go even higher than the guys who actually got it right. So top 12. Like, got that top 12 is within Galladay's range. But, like, it would be, like, like Cooper, we've seen him do with role and a good quarterback and a good we see he showed us he was better than most i'm gonna say galladay now too like why do you want more why do you have to stretch the range of yes. what he should be to further so everyone feels disappointed like now no. james now and this james, is purely because out. of trades by the way oh, this is me trying to, to trade for these players and everyone's like no i really like him that year because he might do what he did last year. That's why. Not because now he's Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah, shut up. And that wasn't an attack on James either. I really appreciate the comment, James. That wasn't directed at you. That was a directed against the last person I tried to get a trade with with Tyler Boyd, who went by the name of Riley, by the way. No, I switched oh. to whiskey now. So. Oh, perfect. <laughs> just like that. Just to... <laughs> I love the I love, love of Galladay, James. I really do. I just I was mad at the last trade conversation I had. Sorry. That's so hilarious. And 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 I'm pretty sure that's how it, basically all of us operate in life. Like we can be thinking about something that's bothering us from like the other day or earlier in a specific day. And then all of a sudden someone says something that's round about that com- I mean that thing that was bothering you. And all of a sudden, you, you're right back in that moment where you were just upset and frustrated <laughs> with everything. I can't believe she said that. Oh my gosh! No, the problem is I've learned not on there to that do it. Way? Who does I've that? learned not to do it in trade talks because you come off as that guy. Like I can't write a long, detailed response about how you're hoping for too much from Tyler Boyd. Now trade him to me because I'm that trope on every trade show saying, "Well, why does he want to trade you for him then?" Because I really like Tyler Boyd, man. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <sighs> Not because I secretly think it's actually wow. there. Like I want him at the, at his accurate value. Let's give it to him. <laughs> and, and to be fair, I have Galladay projected in the top twelve, so it's not like that wouldn't be the win. But that's but number one overall. Enough. Just sit down, James. Like, all right. Well, no, <laughs> not James. Way. Not James particularly. Just James. this epic tendency for him that's ridiculous james that other people didn't like to hit and then in order to get in on the train it's like well i'm gonna have to like him more than they do now and that way i will be the guy associated with this player and like you're pushing you're just pushing ceiling so high up that all that happens i think you're right though trade value like we do the same thing with rookies like we want rookies to hit so quick that if 
if a rookie running back is an RB two disappointed, but man, same time. I mean, you get, you, what if you have a Stafford for a, a healthy <laughs> season? I might just push your buttons on this one a little bit. I don't think it's th- that crazy that Gallaudet and even Cooper, like how many <laughs> touchdowns did Gallup have last year? 13, 11, <laughs> somewhere in there. Like, so push some of those over to Cooper. Like, I don't think it's that crazy. I mean, and then you go to Nuck and you say, no way, because he's going to a new team. But Antonio Brown isn't even on a team. And so obviously if he goes to a team, it's going to be new. So I'll take I'll take Galladay or Cooper over Antonio Brown all day. Well, he, even yeah, if the, he lands on a team. Even if he I'll lands take, on a I'll team, like, get out of here with that. In anyone's rankings over Antonio Brown. Yeah, it's just because we we don't we don't, we don't want to be burned. we don't want to be burned by that again, right? We we, we just don't we just don't want to we don't want to ride we don't want to ride that wave of, of sadness again, especially for what maybe the cost will eventually become as close as we get to the season. Like let him sign, let him sign tomorrow with New England. I know, been yeah, there, but I, I get it. Brown I get it. Wasn't I get that it. I'm, I'm going to go saying. trade for Antonio Brown with Amari Cooper. Like I'm not right that's i, I understand that what i was saying is he has more in common with guys who finish as a wide receiver one than the most of these guys and it's just it's just kind of sitting there because he went well he went whatever he went last year i'm not even going to try and describe that as a non-healthcare professional um but the reverse of this is something you all have talked about before with bobby brings it up a lot like perennially perennial whiskey effect you can Players that are always undervalued, like Robert Woods and Jarvis Landry, are never going to be valued the way they should, quote unquote, be compared to the players that they're continually better than, because we were we were we projected them to be lower than they were one season, and that sticks in people's heads. Like we're we're disappointed because we got them wrong in the wrong direction, and players like Boyd and um, potentially Galladay. We do the opposite to we project them so high that their value increases and then it takes us forever to readjust if they don't hit that higher ceiling and players like um robert woods and landry hit that higher ceiling but because we didn't expect it we kind of hold it against them so their value is perennially low it's like it's like the opposite of what bobby talks about with that and that's fair and this kind of this and this kind of leads me into and I love and I love this discussion because it leads me into this this next point. I heard this on a podcast. Shout out to the folks over at DHH. Tyron Ridley, Doug. right now. Sorry, he's the other one. <laughs> the hippocampus is strong, man. Strong <laughs> <hippocampus>. <laughs> uh, the, the folks over at DHH they had uh, our, our homie Deltron himself, Commissioner McGriff, on, uh, and Commissioner McGriff was talking in reference to his SFB nine roster. And uh, for those that may not know, obviously with SFB right around the corner, Commissioner McGriff was actually the leader, I think through like the third quarter of the Sunday night game uh, of, of the actual finals for SFB before Aaron Jones started blowing up. Devonte Adams lost his mind and then some people kind of passed him up, but he was talking through his, he was talking through his teams. And one of the things that I found really interesting is how, how people draft and how people go about looking for potential breakouts in the season, because in this draft in SFB specifically, and for those that may not know, which I don't think there's probably many of you because we we're, we're mostly a niche market here at the open bar. Uh, but for those that may not know the Scott fishbowl, uh, huge, 
tournament Scott Fish puts on every year. Shout out to Scott Fish. Hopefully he's checking us out, relaxing himself uh, with a bottle of what, uh, Gabe? Bal, Bal, Balvaney? Balvaney? Balvaney. 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 <laughs> with, a, with a bottle of Balvaney, not Belvini, as we were saying. That's right. Balvaney. <laughs> and and essentially 400, excuse me, 1,440 participants. And so obviously you need several different aspects of your team to hit, not just your first round, because you're not necessarily going to win it in your first round, right? But you can certainly win it or, or basically assemble a team that really rockets you forward. So if you can stack names of certain receivers later on, I think that that helps. So let me ask you guys this. I'll say all that to say this. How do you go about spotting or looking for breakouts uh, for an upcoming season? Because when I go back and look, and I know that this is probably more of a nuanced answer that you could probably give, but I kind of cross-reference a couple things. Earlier in the chat, the, F the FF engineer himself, Kevin O. Breezy. What's up, Kev? Um, Kevin was like, hey, we're looking at trying to get like 150, 10 touchdown. Um, I, I mean, 150 target, 10 touchdown potential to try to be able to shoot us up into the top, obviously, stratosphere of wide receiverdom, if you will. Now, obviously, in, in Scott Fishbowl, wide receivers are devalued quite a bit, but you still are going to need some and some great ones, especially if you're going to wait on wide receiver to legitimately hit for you. When we look at last year's top wide receivers, again, from a target's perspective of just the raw points, not points per game, we're looking at 185 targets from Michael Thomas. Chris Godwin had 120 targets on crazy efficiency. Julio Jones, 157 targets. Cooper Cup, 134 targets. DeAndre Hopkins, 150 targets. That's the top five. Several other guys right behind them, right in the 150 range as well. Then it kind of varies there, there after you go. If you check, if you check and follow the work that our boy also in the chat, Scott Connor's done with targets. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna just keep this going. With, in terms of kind of tracking what was happening, I think 70 some odd receivers last season had a wide receiver one season. If you go and take a look at anything that our homie Peter Howard does, uh, you'll be able to track and look at in terms of his entire database of spreadsheets wow. and everything else, all the wonderful colors in the rainbow that you can hope for. Uh, the, 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 there's all sorts of fun that you can find. So what are we looking at from guys that you'd be targeting maybe middle to later to try to be able to get that? Because I, I, I want to say that there's got to be some sort of route you take to try to land and find basically the, the breakouts or the folks who are going to exceed expectations. But that's obviously not easy to do, especially in a draft like this with a whole bunch of sharp folks and people who are all consuming very similar content. So what are your all's processes? I'm I'm gonna try and vote to go last here since I just spent five minutes ranting about something that doesn't really matter. Seems like Justin <laughs> might have something interesting to add instead of my random rants. <laughs> I doubt Justin. it. But we'll see. Uh, I mean, my my kind of bread and butter. The first thing that I look at because there's so many things going on and because um, I'm not the greatest projection specialist is I like to look at who I believe has uh, <laughs> kind of benefited from free agent signings and draft picks on the offensive line. Like that's just kind of my bread and butter. That's mm. where I look at. Um, it's something that I think is, an, again, going off of a niche. It's like a niche of a niche of a niche. How many fantasy players are digging into those offensive line rankings where you can find them? And if they improve up front, I feel like they – improve the backfield without 
adding someone new in. So I think that's an interesting place to start for me. Maybe there's some some hidden value there where other people are not looking. Damn, mic drop. No one has anything else. That was it. Nobody has anything. Next question, J Mike. Yeah, that's it. All right. <laughs> it took me like two minutes to get into the actual question and then I one know, answer. Right? Right? Then, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm probably not, I'm probably taking wide receivers you guys don't like. And, and I mean, not that you guys don't like, but I'm try me, try me swags. Don't you think Cooper that's a good, you guys good sign, though? Jarvis Landry. <laughs> I'm probably going to be after Keenan Allen because I think people are sleeping on him this year. I'm not going for a wide receiver one. I'm not trying to say these guys are being the wide receiver. I'm probably not in a Scott Fishbowl. I probably will not draft a wide receiver in the first six rounds. So are you? So you're more on the. You're trying to compile people that quarterbacks are quarterbacks and running backs. Like, but just like specifically to wide receivers, are you trying to compile like people that are going as the wide receiver a wide receiver four because you believe they're going to end up as a wide receiver too. And that's how you kind of like build your wide receiver room is like. I mean, yeah, that's kind of how I build my teams a lot. You know, I don't, I mean, if I get like three guys that have 800 yards and between seven and 10 touchdowns, I'm happy with that. Like, and I'm going to have my points somewhere else. That's just the way I build. Um, I'm not necessarily advising that, but that's how I'm building. Go ahead. I was just going to say that's exaggerated in the Scott Fishbowl, though, right? Because you've got a scoring yeah, system yeah, that emphasizes scoring, rushing, de-emphasizes like receiving, yeah. Um, so, and it's a redraft, which is predominantly more running back heavy than wide receiver heavy. I mean, wide receivers get increased value and like interest once you have a dynasty element. That's how they get. Honestly, that's the only way they get like similar value. Marvin to Jones. I'll, I could see myself having Marvin Jones on my team. Marvin Jones is a great one. Yeah. You know those those types of guys. That's who I'm going to be targeting. But yes. do you feel like with those types of players, like sure, I think they'll increase in in value, dependent on who it is, whatever. You argue all day about that, but do mm-hmm. you feel like with that kind of strategy that you kind of have to start playing a little bit more week to week, more matchup based, like who's who's the corner opposite of them, what's the defense they're playing against, all that, or like I'm just saying in general, do you feel that pressure? Um, I don't feel that pressure. Um, that's probably not the most important part of the question, but yeah, I think that you can play some matchups kind of like if you get a decent enough, like wide receiver twos and threes, I think you can play the matchups a little Gabe to answer that part. Like, and I think that every wide receiver has the same weekly ceiling. Just some of them have a way lower floor. Yeah. I think that's uh, that feels like a take fresh off the 2019 season where it was true for everyone but two wide receivers. There's typically about eight that actually provide a significant advantage week over week. Like 2019, we always get, um, rightly so to some degree, but overly sensitive to what just happened. And the, there are a number of wide receivers every year that provide an edge week over week that have a higher ceiling than the majority. Um, but last year there was just two and one you know, disappeared after 11 games. And so we, we feel more like there's no wide receivers that can provide an edge. And um, the other difficult part, especially where I do think we have a dynasty bias here uh, or Scott Fishbowl in general, most people that are this sick about the hobby think longer term or something, because that's the only way you get wide receivers close to the value of running backs. 
um because you're worried about injuries at running backs maybe in redraft but mostly you can't pre- some people say you can predict them to be fair and they wear lab coats and shit so i don't know but um mostly we i am unable to predict who's going to get injured put it that way um and that's the only way the other way that we can you know get wide receivers on the same page in a single year value wise um, well, oh sorry go ahead I was just gonna say we've we've been on this stretch of super lucky not having injuries on top running backs for a few seasons after like a decade of top running backs getting injured at a much higher rate. I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I mean no top five running backs have been injured in like a number of years now, and that's we're just like in a lucky patch, I think. Like a- yeah, to that point we got like the top twelve running backs, eighty three percent of the players we had. You know, we were drafting inside the top 12, finished inside the top 12. And the okay. major difference is what you're saying. Like, that's, that's huge. because that's, they didn't get injured. Normally, they get injured. And right, I hope yeah. they continues, but like, I can't predict you're right, injured, though. And it's probably not going to. It was. I, I was just looking at that the other day about just, I always look at who repeats year after year um, between RB1, RB2, or, or, that changes um, and same with wide receivers, all that. But 2017 was definitely the last where that happened. And like, there were just so many deaths across the board. Lev Bell, McCoy, mm-hmm. uh, Fournette had an injury that year. Um, Devonte Freeman, that, that fall off started happening. Um, CJ Anderson, I guess, Frank Gore, DeMarco Murray, Marshawn Lynch. Like <laughs> those are just like half of them that like completely fell out of the top 36 the following year. So, I mean, it has been a while and, and you'd expect that to maybe not, not like that happen again, but certainly, you know, happen again. Right. And to the point that was being made about getting Boyd and these players later, and we get overly concerned with breakouts, which is what I've been tracking recently. So like, I have some things to say about where they come from, but like, that's not the best way to play the wide receiver position. That's the best play for the running back position. Like, running backs unexpectedly end up in the top 12 at a higher rate than a- any other position with any other range, like top 5, top 12, top 36. Running backs get replaced or unexpectedly jump into the top 12 at a higher rate. And that's partly because of injuries and partly because of the nature of the position. With wide receivers, breakouts are intensely valuable in dynasty, but in redraft, you kind of have to set that aside. For example, wide receivers repeat in the top 24 per Gabe's data that he was putting out the other day more com- more often than any other position other than like tight end inside the top three. So the players that you want a wide receiver are being drafted later because we're interested in the breakouts when actually they're more likely to finish in the top 24 and the breakouts don't necessarily provide extra value because I mean, J.J. Zacharyson was just doing research about breakouts being players that provide exponentially more points than you would expect at their draft position. And that's a better way to look at wide receiver than thinking of breakout the first year they're relevant. And that's the difference between dynasty and redraft, which is why, to your point, that's why you can snag good running backs that get 800, 900, 1,000 yards later because we're, we're interested in wide receivers as if they're running backs when they break out. And that's not necessarily the case. It's it's a gear change between redraft and dynasty that I don't I think is a little more subtle, um, and gets a little bit overlooked, especially when you get a bunch of dynasty guys who think 
we're all kings and we could do a redraft with everyone. And we're like, oh, fuck, <laughs> my team sucks. I mean, it looks great for next year, but it doesn't exist next year. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're the kings of how it looks on paper. Right. No question. No question. And look and at all I the value that... I've got, but there's no trades allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> very valuable sixth place team. <laughs> and, and what's a lot of fun to be able to try to figure out this year. And I love Tompkins. I saw what you put in the chat, man. And I love this because he just put it as simple as hey, best <clears> chances <throat> to tear jump are who I'm targeting. But then the question becomes, how do you go about targeting right, the tear jumps, right? And and and, and so that's what I find to be very interesting and very risky because there are an, an absurd number of factors that go into how we make these decisions, obviously in these drafts and whatnot. But when you're when you're waiting when you're waiting that long to try to be able to figure out who who your wide receiver targets are going to be, I find it interesting even who you choose to take in those spots. So if you're turning around and getting, I think Kyle put in the chat, if you're turning around and getting Boyd and uh digs at the seven eight turn as his wide receiver ones and twos and you feel good about that then like that's that's exciting to be able to say hey i'm not gonna address wide receiver until the you know till round seven and eight and i'm gonna feel great about that because i've loaded up elsewhere so when it comes to those top guys uh the, the michael thomases the julios everybody else i know i know never julio for you peter i get it but for everyone else <laughs> sorry we're in one league together <laughs> Who has Julio? <laughs> I just love. I love that, that we can something I, I meant to put out the other day. Like speaking of wide receiver ones, just a quick point. You get. Does everyone get that Julio Jones is the best wide receiver in the NFL and for fantasy, not just no. in the NFL, but people for don't fantasy. get that. Like, no. like I get that we're worried he's going to age and eventually not be that, but like consistently for six years, he's been the best wide receiver value and the most productive at cost and the wide receiver one multiple years. There is no competition here. It's not Michael Thomas, though, because he's young. Calvin like, Ridley. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> so, so, so I mean, yeah. competition, uh, as objective as I can be, and obviously I'm not very objective, like Julio Jones is the best wide receiver for us. Like, like that's it. Now Antonio Brown's gone. It's just Julio. He's a very different tier. And I get, you know, age, dynasty, but, like, it's just a thing I feel like saying because I don't think it's said often because we're always talking about who's good. At wide receiver, it's like, by the way, Julio's the best. Everyone note that? Cool. Moving on. <laughs> so, so even with that being the case, so so with all the top guys, how, how long are you all waiting until you actually take one? Because let me ask you this. What happens if everybody in your in your Scott Fishbowl League is is very much minded, like a lot of what we're seeing in the chat, a lot of what we've talked about, you want to wait on you want to wait on wide receivers. Let's say everybody's going quarterbacks, tight ends, running backs, and it comes back to you in the second and the third rounds. When are you okay pulling the trigger on on those on those top guys? Right. Well, it, it seems like waiting is uh, probably the preferable way to go. But like I'm I'm in one mock, or it's like a it's not even a mock. It's like a five dollar best ball or something. So it's a cheap mock for charity. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, I came to the I had the sixth pick, and at two of seven, Devonte Adams was still there. And we're talking about people that could finish as the overall wide receiver one, right. like. I think that's – I'm going to do it there. That's that's pretty late to get a top three dude. So that maybe I should have been waiting for a few more rounds, but I don't know. I'll just switch things up on the fly if it's like that. Yeah, of course it's going to depend on exactly that. You know, you, you can't just 
say it, it'll be this name that I'll, that I'll wait for. And that's when I would pull the trigger. Uh, it's all going to depend on your specific draft. Um, who's falling specifically to uh, end of the second or whatever. I mean, I'm sure you could maybe throw a name to it eventually. Like if you were to go down these wide receivers, J Mike and ADP and say like, like, are you comfortable with, you know, looks like the 24th wide receiver in Scott Fishbowl is Devonte Parker. Like, are it's you comfortable? Steph Diggs, just saying. Okay, sorry, I must be at 23. So, um, uh, it sounds different when you say say Stephon Diggs. I feel like I'm uh, making a point with Devonte Parker. <laughs> <laughs> are you comfortable with Devonte Parker <laughs> as your Wait. wide receiver one on your team? And, and I, I feel I pulled, a little better with ADP. Diggs. Yeah, I, I pull I pull wide receiver ADP from uh, KLB side again. <laughs> Uh, if you all want to check that out as a resource uh, for yourselves, um, he's got the ffengineer.com slash sfbx dash mock dash ADP. So uh, ADP is there. Oh, sorry, Peter, you were about to make a point? I was Also, Kent Wentworth has been tracking ADP. That's what I just yep. grabbed because it's already in my Excel, Excel spreadsheet, and I'm, I'm that way, and it's pretty interesting. So, yeah, it, it's which wide receiver and which round. We can do it that way. Like if yep. I'm at 103 – and I've only done one mock so far, and, and you know, to lay my biases out there based on what I think of 2020, um, if it happens, I'm looking to grab wide receivers. Like I'm honestly looking to take with a white wide receiver earlier than ADP. I'm trying to lean that way, but and Scott Fish is a little unfair to compare it to what the leagues most of us are playing in. Because again, the scoring heavily favors rushing, still, even though it's balanced a little bit more this year. Um, and quarterback, and that just devalues the wide receiver position, especially in the redraft. But I'm looking to draft wide receivers. And at the end of round two, where my second pick comes up, if Julio had fallen to me, I would have taken Julio there. But like the Julios and above were gone by the time it got to me and went running back again. The turn came by, and I'm looking to go, like uh, I think it was Juju around there, and he's gone. So I go running back again. So, so far, I have not been able to reach on wide receiver because they're just – it's just not happening for me, but that's only through one mark. It depends on the player um, that you're reaching on um, as opposed to, you know, when do you take a wide receiver? Like Gabe said, it's about what wide receiver where. Yeah. And so far through five, six picks, I have running backs. Like that's all I have. To be clear. <laughs> so, I'm going I'm to take a top tier wide receiver. <clears throat> I promise. And I just turned down Odell Beckham, who I just ran it about. Um, for like a, a, a rookie running back, I took him two rounds early, according to Kent's ADP anyway. Yeah, it looks like Juju and Odell are, are very similar in ADP. So, I mean, you, you passed mm -hmm. on Juju, but could you have gotten Odell? And you, I could have in that. It was two rounds later, and I was, I was on the clock. Odell was available, and I went running back. Yeah. Because I looked at the future ADP, and it was like, well, there's going to be the wide receivers that I like with that potential, whereas there's not going to be those running backs. <laughs> so I just took the running back. Actually, I think I took a quarterback. Now I say it, but same thing, same reasoning. Last year, I didn't wide receivers wide are just receiver falling off the board a round. lot slower because of the scoring in the system. That's Last year, I didn't take a wide receiver until the 11th round. Who was it? Then I got like DJ Shark in the 20th round. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Works out if it I, works out. 
like that, that, and, those are the like those are the decisions I feel like that 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 kind of make your team right. They don't. Right. I, I, don't I don't think those late oh, shots only only team. if you would have done it after last year. What do you mean? Yeah, I was getting snarky. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, wait, I don't wait. What do you? Mean? Okay, I'm with you now. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, well so if you fade running back or fade wide receiver, it works if you hit the right guys later at the opposite right, position. Right. I think is that's fair. Jay, no, Mike, your first wide receiver players. was uh do you know who your first wide receiver was? I don't remember, man. I, I would love for you to hit me with that. Brandon though. Cooks at five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my my team last season, I, I went with a if you look at my draft, which I, I imagine that you are right now. I, I literally <laughs> embraced. Probably just memorized them all. Yeah, sure. out of your, I have a screenshot <laughs> yeah. of your team and my team. That's it. <laughs> I, I embraced. I, I, I you must to, have showed went, it to me at some point or something. And yeah, I, I went the route of embracing uh, just volatility out the wazoo. And I, I know I'm not doing that again this year. It was nice. Like I had Zeke up front, which was like, oh man, I'm crushing. Turn around. I think my next two picks were Gurley and Fournette. I was like, man, I'm about to if if these guys all hit and I'm taking cooks, I'm about to get crazy, y'all. And of course, yeah. things went real sour real fast. I, but, I took AJ hey, Brown in the 17th, and then Terry McLaurin in the 19th, Shark in the 20. I mean, I made that, some mistakes. That's a lot but of that's a lot of hits right there. <laughs> Not to mention hits. two two rookie wide receivers to do what they did. But uh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Good, I mean, good drafting, nonetheless. Oh, I I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just wrong. saying, uh, this year or any year, like I, I would think that we can't, uh, you know, expect uh, the rookie production. I guess. Um, I plan on being the last person in the Scott Fishbowl. <laughs> yeah, <by> <laughs> I like that. So wait, well, well, I'm sorry, J. Mike. Are you good? Is, is uh, are you good with? So Stefan Diggs is the 24th wide receiver, apparently, to, according to J. Mike, which, you know, who knows? To, hey, you, who take knows? Up, you take it up with KOB. Uh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm with Pete on this one. I, I'm over on Kent's ADP. Okay. Okay. I, no no disrespect. No disrespect, Kev. I, I got all love for you. But this is just what is here at my disposal. Okay. So. FF Kent, um, I hear you, Gabe. FF Kent. <laughs> I think I think it's still Devonte Parker that's the twenty fourth wide receiver. Um, anyway, uh, Swags, are you comfortable with Devonte Parker as your wide receiver one? <laughs> no, that he's not my guy. I might go after Preston Williams a little later though. As your first wide receiver taken? What'd you say? No, I don't know if I want. I don't know if he'll. My first. <laughs> oh, right, so. Okay, so some transparency. My first wide receiver taking last year was Anthony Miller. Hey, J. Mike, you know that guy. How did he do last year? Watch him. Pretty mouth. crummy. I think he had like 600 yards. And I mean, so I, I have misses too, you know, but. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Um, I'm just curious, though, like what, what we're comfortable with. That's all I'm asking. I, I don't care about wh whether, you know, we're right or wrong at this point, just kind of what one is comfortable with and what round because you said what sixth round um that you would take a your first wide receiver or like that's your kind of your goal of sorts uh, yeah i won't in the first six i mean somebody i really like a lot would have to fall i mean i'm not going to stick to one thing 
Yeah, of course. If somebody is there that I if like Keenan Allen for some reason falls to that area, I'll take him. There's certain players okay. that I will pull the trigger on, but I don't imagine them being there the way people draft. Yeah. And yeah, I'll I'll absolutely have at least three running backs or four running backs and two quarterbacks or three and three, you know, maybe a tight end in there. But um, again, with this scoring and uh, I mean, I mean, we keep bringing up all these wide receiver ones as if, I mean, what were they like 200 points away from Michael Thomas? Yeah. I, I mean, we're talking about them like, for sure. And then how many running backs scored in front of all of those wide receiver ones and those wide receiver twos that were making sound important. Yeah. Well, you can't compare. You can't play a wide receiver or running back position. So if you want to do like I walk, flex like value over replacement, why Michael Thomas had more value over replacement than every running back but Christian McCaffrey. So if you want to do cross position, Michael Thomas was significantly more valuable than running back two, three, four. His position. That one, one player, view. though. That one player. Yeah, and that's only last year. Normally, we get like say about six or seven. But I mean, would you agree? Maybe all the of direction them of the NFL, them. though, the direction of the NFL, though, it seems like there's going to be a lot more wide receivers. Like teams are spreading the ball out more. There's more talent on the field. There's not always just that one alpha. And if he is, sometimes he's taking coverage for somebody like Gallup to look like he's good. This yeah, is. I, uh... I don't think we know the direction of the NFL exactly, and one year doesn't necessarily suggest every year is just going to okay. have one wide receiver okay. value. No, you're right. You're I, w- right. I would say, no, th- no there's a trend right. here. You're the right. volume of wide receiver one is dropping. It's definitely spreading out, but it's been doing that over the last few years. I think, I know, part of me just wants to say it's some, somewhat the talent available, right? We just saw a switch over at quarterback, and now quarterbacks are adding more value than we're used to seeing if you get the right ones. And um, so maybe we're about to see, hopefully, at some point, maybe this year, maybe maybe it'll stay stable like this for a while. But like you this list like wide receiver alphas. I just told you I went six straight running backs. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> if, if this is the way things are going, where just, I, I'm just talking just about the trend of wide receiver. I, I don't think I consistently only see one with extra value over the field. I think I mean, it's never as many, and that's part of the – strength of the running back position because you know if you do grow cross position running backs that when you get them right even though they turn over more they do provide more value than wide receivers at the same position rank which is why running backs are more valuable but i don't think we're going to continually see just one wide receiver having value over replacement like i think that's going to change a little bit that's all i'm saying <laughs> what were you saying I, I think that does change year over year is probably a better way of saying it well, I'm just saying, if if this is a new direction and if, if this continues on, where there are there is so much talent on the field for each team, that's not going to only affect wide receivers. That will also affect running backs as well. Running backs will receive less targets. They'll get less usage. So if this is a, a top-down view of how the NFL is going to be from now on, running backs aren't going to be more valuable. They'll just be made less valuable, just like the wide receivers. It is interesting how that – is the reverse in fantasy though. If the NFL values running back less, it gets exponentially not exponentially. That's probably a word that means something in math. I don't know. Um, but they get more valuable in fantasy because the more of them that are turning over, the rarer they are almost. 
True. Kind of, maybe. Yeah. Well, then we would just never – just don't use running backs for more than one year in Dynasty, which probably right. it's probably the best way to do it anyways, honestly. <laughs> I think – I think uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm looking at um, – the past couple of years with SFB and it's, it's absolutely certain that the running backs are going to outscore the wide receivers through, you know, about the top 12 to 15 of the position. And then it starts to change and the wide receivers starting to flatten out and the running backs start to just plummet. Um, But it's difficult to look at, you know, season long um, points scored and kind of, make an assessment out of that be, just because of how much changes. And especially if, if 2020 happens, it's going to be a lot of <laughs> frequent changes of COVID people, yeah, right. you know, contracting COVID and sitting two weeks, but just, you know, we, we thought the biggest issue was a sprained MCL, you know, and now we're dealing with a whole nother monster here. But um, my point is, is that w- with those running backs that are plummeting it, I, it's not necessarily that, that they're, you know, points per game. And sometimes it's easier to look at points per game, but sometimes it's not because they leave the game early or they only play part of the game or the coach is like mad at them because they fumbled or whatever. But <laughs> There's that whole kind of idea too. And for the most part, wide receivers are just going to play unless it's just, unless it's an injury. And so there's a lot of like plug and play with, with running back throughout the season. And that certainly happens with wide receiver too. But I guess my point is, is that we can't just like sum it up to, you know, the, the five RBs outscored uh, Michael Thomas and SFBX. Like, yeah, that's true for the top guys, but it's really, really hard to make that assessment for, you know, beyond kind of the, the top 10 or so. Seven or eight. I forget. I forget. I'm not pulling it up, but yeah, basically. <laughs> I think it was seven or eight, but yeah. yeah. Let me ask you guys this. Uh, they're next to each other uh, in these wide receiver rankings. So just for 2020. Uh, and again, <laughs> r- roughly the same ADP that we're looking at between the homie KOB and Mr. Wire Rock, Kent Wire Rock. DK Metcalf, wide receiver 21, Tyler Lockett, wide receiver 22. Uh, who would you rather have for the 2020 season? Lockett. Yeah, Lockett. Lockett. Sure. Uh, it probably changes things up. And, you know, you said 2020. I, I want yep. Lockett in 2020. If we're talking dynasty, you could probably you talk me out of that. I know we like binary things in our little world, but like that doesn't mean I don't like DK Metcalf. And thoroughly impressive his first year. He's one of the most common breakout years he's heading into with a second round draft pick going into his second year. Like it's it's a really good breakout potential year for him. Um, but Lockett's I'm going to talk about value, which makes me sound like such a dynasty guy, but like. Like it's been phenomenal in college. He's been phenomenal in the NFL. He's got everything going from the DK Metcalf goes and you, he's proved it more in the NFL and you get him later. That's all pretty cool. What do you say swags? Um, I'll say Metcalf. I think, I don't know. He's so talented. I think, I mean, he's one of those wide receivers. You could just have three, plays and get you points he, he doesn't need to have tons of targets i know that we want the ppr in this but i could see lockett over or metcalf overtaking lockett i don't think it's yeah. that crazy that's what happened with lockett and baldwin and everybody thought it was that wasn't gonna happen and it happened quick but it, no it didn't 
at all. No, no, no. It didn't at all. That's the thing. No, you're, people, you're probably people. right. Like two or three years, but Metcalf had what? 800 yards last year. Like, I yeah, no. And, and to I do so that, and you're with Peter on is that Metcalf had yeah. an amazing rookie season. Exactly. And you have to take that into account, you know, pr- going forward and, and whatnot. But I, I, I've been going back and forth of trying to make that comparison, you know, with Baldwin and Lockett myself swags. And like, mm-hmm. I just, just cause I remember it so, so specifically, I was like, this is the year, <laughs> this is the year, this it's is the, the year. year. I finally right. put some respect on Baldwin's name, I think. And, and then he ended up uh, getting a, a pretty <laughs> bad injury done. that year. Unfortunately. Yeah. It- was, I think I'm with you on that one, Swags, by the way. just um, And I like both guys. And obviously, Lockett can do it on very little volume because of, obviously, Russell Wilson and his efficiency, right? They they, they do things. Um, I think I'm with you on the Metcalf side for this season, although I think they'll both be very good. Anyway, what were you saying? I'll put Justin Jefferson on my Scott Fishbowl team. That'll probably be like <laughs> one of those late-round guys I target. Me and you. Do you find yeah, it difficult? Like, I, I, if you target running back early or wide receiver early, you're faced with the inverse towards the end of the draft. And I always hate, like, I like Justin Jefferson. I like Chase Daniels a little bit. There are a, f- a few running backs I like, but if I go running back heavy early, those, like, those, what, what do we call them now? Sleeper doesn't make sense anymore. But those running backs I like later is usually when I'm grabbing a few wide receivers because I've gone so running back heavy. And I hate seeing them go off to someone else's team, but you kind of have. Does that happen to anyone else? Like you had, it seems true. Wide receiver. If you go six straight wide receivers, but you really want Lockett later, you can't draft him. You've got to start going running back at a certain point. <laughs> and it's really frustrating. <laughs> because Peter, go ahead, go ahead, Justin. It's just that's what's good about having so many teams. You can kind of have that portfolio where. If you do like someone, maybe you want them on six teams, but you'll settle with having them on two. And and that becomes a question for because there's a difference in dynasty, right? So in dynasty, you can kind of feel decent about maybe being thin at wide receiver because you're you're hand picking and choosing, and you can uh, craft the team that you want over time, right? You have this long duration to be able to get where you want to be, whereas with SFB or in even in any kind of a redraft league, right? You get one shot at this and it's random as to what everyone else is choosing. There's not going to be any trading involved. And Peter, like you were saying, and this kind of connects to a point from earlier, you, you almost feel that internal pressure if you wait on wide receiver, because either you're going to choose to go deep and late at wide receiver, or if you, if you try to stay shallow with a bunch of guys that you're taking late, that could screw you too because you may not have three guys worth starting if you don't if you don't hit those correctly. So I think the strategy behind all that and the pressure, the internal uh, cognitive dissonance that you have to deal with, I find that fascinating. And how all of us work through that—that's that's a that's a fascinating thing to think about. J. Mike throwing out the big words. Mm. Um, oh. Anyone interested? Like I was just looking this up, and the most common breakout. Um, for all breakout positions. So quarterbacks at the end of the top 12, tight ends at the end of the top 12 for the first time, wide receivers and running backs at the end of the top 24 for the first time. The one that happens the most often on a season-by-season basis is a running back drafted outside the third round entering the top 24 for the first time. 
thought that was interesting wow. since we're talking about breakouts. And again, breakouts to that measure isn't the best thing to consider for redraft. It's more of a dynasty thing. Um, actually, it happens slightly more common. It's it accounts for a like a single percentage more than running backs entering their first year drafted in the first round. So, and they're more likely to happen in general. So this okay. includes Zach Moss then. <laughs> yeah, I guess anyone drafted outside the well, no, because they'd have to be entering their second or third year. Oh, right, right, yeah. Sorry, I think I forgot to say that actually. <laughs> but yeah, drafted outside the first three rounds going into their second or third year, they account for about 7% of all breakout seasons across the positions. So that's what's most likely to see in any individual season. But hey, even then, that's like 7%. So you're not, yeah, I'm not telling you to fade, uh, I'm not telling you anything. I just thought it was an interesting number. It is interesting. I'm not telling you anything. You're I'm forcing not telling me you into anything. <laughs> you don't come here for knowledge. Here. Get out of here. <laughs> Random facts. That's what I do. <laughs> hey, uh, but one last thing on the Metcalf locket before I know we kind of left that for a moment, but uh, can because their their ADP is already for both of them. We're expecting them to be top twenty four wide receivers, and. Russell Wilson doesn't do that. So the, the bummer part about that whole, you know, Pete mentioned uh, things being binary. It all, you almost have to be with between those two players, according to history, like you kind of have to pick one and they are going to probably outperform their ADP and not even by like a huge margin, you know, dependent on other things, but yeah, I, I don't know. They kind of outperformed their ADP last year, didn't they? What's that? They both kind of outperformed their ADP last year, didn't they? Sure, but just I in terms say... of them being both top yeah. 24 wide receivers, that didn't happen yeah. last year, and it hasn't happened for Russell Wilson, period, with Baldwin Lockett, with Tate, with Curse, name it. It doesn't happen. I'd say both can beat their ADP, but you're right. Like getting in both of them into the top 24 with the Seahawks hampered the way they are by, like, Liking running backs maybe a little too much. Like. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and you know Wilson is getting a little bit older. Maybe he's like a little no. bit. Don't, eh, don't do it. I know. Don't no, 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 no. Don't lay shade at no, Russell Williams. Wilson's this feet. is not shade. That. No, no, this is he just this hurts is a, you. <laughs> he's this like is a oh, positive thing. Really? This is a positive thing. No, Pete. I would okay? have to be historically just, efficient to do it. You said I couldn't. I'm gonna do it. Enjoy your podcast now, little man. Like I think it's specifically aimed at us. <laughs> We, we are his motivation. <laughs> J, J. Mike, this is exactly how you feel when I come at you. All right. So all, all <laughs> Sorry, I'm saying, I wasn't coming saying, at you. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm talking with you. Um, I, all I'm saying is that maybe he runs less and they let him unleash and throw more, which he is good at. And if he throws more, then that can happen most definitely with two top 24 wide receivers. That's yeah, that's basically the prayer I've been saying for the last three years quietly to myself. Yeah, please, please just let Russell Wilson throw a little bit yeah. more. Right. Please. I said Dave Chappelle, I said Dave Chappelle, Jeff. God, if you listen it. <laughs> I love it. And, and and that's one of the reasons why I ask. I asked about those two guys specifically because you talk about moves that kind of make or break a, a team for you. Like, like both guys would be nice to have, right? But when you're looking at if you have to make a choice between the two, if one slightly outperforms their ADP and then one slightly uh, doesn't, 
even if they both have pretty good years, you'll be disappointed at the you know whichever one finishes as wide receiver twenty seven instead of twenty one where you took him, and obviously the other guy finishes at wide receiver fifteen, and you feel great about it. So I, I find that really uh, really interesting. Can uh, I just ask for the benefit of people who <clears throat> want to retweet what if we think the chat is real? Like, is that? This banner has me in Great stitches. Question. It's hilarious. I love Great it. <laughs> but I, would, I would like to read. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's why he did it, Pete. Why did you? Why I know. Did you, man, unbelievable. Because it made me laugh. I wanted to point <laughs> it out. <laughs> How much did he pay you? That's what I want to know. No, no. Uh, how, <laughs> how many vacated targets did you have to scoop up to actually say that? I'm oh, so exactly three mojitos. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so real quick, I did, I did want to give um, obviously gave a major shout out to our friends in our charity league. Um, so obviously we've here at the bar, we've got a few charity things league. we're going <laughs> to. Are you skeptical of everything? <laughs> FS skeptic man. Oh, happy Father's Day. Who had kids? Who had them? <laughs> Have you ever seen kids? I don't think so. So just major shout out everybody to who's in our eliminators in the auction eliminator that we're having for uh, obviously the John Bosch Fantasy Cares eliminators and even for our what we finally kind of put together and kind of joked about for a while in terms of people wanting us to have a quote unquote listener league and we were like, oh, no about a dog. And then they kept getting at us, and then it kind of hit me and said, hey, we could really do some good here. And we put together a charity league. So shout out to the 26 of you who decided to be a part of that. Uh, We've got – we're literally almost paid up already within less than 24 hours, which is kind of crazy. There's going to be a Gabe division. There's a J. Mike division. And we said that on this show tonight we would do the random.org raffle. Uh, to figure out who's in what division. So, Gabe, the question becomes, do you want top half or bottom half? Top or a bottom kind of man, Gabe. Come on. Oh, yeah. Top half or bottom half, Gabe? Yeah. Which one you want? Are we doing a draft tonight, by the way? I forget if that's a thing that happens anymore. Yeah, we're going to do the bath draft later. We're going to need figure out what people don't want to bathe in. Um. <laughs> Uh, I'll I'll take wait what what for what what I haven't it, yeah. as to who's going to be in your division I haven't randomized I, it yet. All right, shout um, out to everybody. I, These are everybody's Twitter handles who are in who's in our charity league. Now they're either going to be in the genius division, which is yours, or the J Mike right. division, obviously. I so, will take the top half. Top half. All right, randomized coming up. All Three, right. Two, okay. One. Okay. Uh huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, first 13 are yours. All right. Got, oh, you've got both of the uh, trade addicts. Oh, I'm going to smoke all these fools. You've got Tran. You've got Zach Reed from the Dummies. Wait, am I trying to beat them, or are we trying to beat you and your chumps? No, they, they're trying to beat you. They're, oh, they're trying okay. to beat you. And all then right. at the end, obviously, there's a tournament where everyone's trying to beat each other. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're going to have so let me update that real fast. Okay, we got JD, Zach, Jason, Sal, Dio. Y'all are so, y'all are, hey Brandon in the chat, the so-called chat. Uh, come on. Oh, and and Hardy Har, I get to take down both of the. I get to take. Okay, look, 
if if I beat both Dio and Har, I think the Trade Addicts podcast is legitimately ours. <laughs> <laughs> it is no longer a game, no longer a joke. Yeah. We have right. to have our logo on on that somewhere. On their is Abbey it? for for the foreseeable future. All right. It's, it, it has been decided. Gabies yep. are yours. RSS feeds are on the line. There you have it. <laughs> this, this could get ugly. All right. Splendid. All right. When are, we do, when are we doing that, J. Mike? Do we get to do it on the show, live on the show? I told them as soon as we are fully paid, we will do this, period. No, on the show, no. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You're a coward. What? You can't, you can't, you can't draft in 15, 20 seconds? Come on, man. And, and, and host a show at the same time? Come on, man. <laughs> at the same time? Yeah. What are you we're, the open, we're, the, we're the open bar, man. We own the FF industry. We can do this. Oh, I put these in the wrong place. Let's try that again. These go to yours. All right. So, everyone, divisions are set. Hope all you right. all are pleased. Hope life is grand. And I will send this out in the group message later. But seriously, Obviously, we're inspired by all of the goodness everyone's throwing around around Twitter and obviously with Fantasy Cares and what SBX is doing. And uh, just a major shout out to everyone who wanted to be able to put funds toward uh, various charities of their own choice that they that they chose of their own choosing. And uh, I'm I'm excited to be able to do this with you all. I'm excited to, to get into this. This is going to be great. This is going to be uh, exciting. And hopefully in the in the years to come, we continue to, to keep this going. Uh, and obviously, if people. And I didn't necessarily want to advertise this at all, um, but I will say this. We do have it opened up in terms of a, a, a PayPal pool, if you will, if po folks want to contribute uh, toward the various list of uh, charities that people have chosen, because a portion of the winnings is going to the winner's charity. Another portion of the winnings is going towards uh, the runner ups charity and anything that we do over and above kind of what we've already set out. There's a very small portion going to the winner and the runner up. And uh, everything else is essentially going to charity. So we're excited to be able to, to do some good. Uh, this is easily one of the first, not first, but just one of the things that uh, I am most proud of that we're able to kind of do and be a part of and give back in, in a sense. So shout out to all of you guys to, for, for rocking with us in that sense. So that's that. Facts. For once, I agree with you, J. Mike. It's uh, <laughs> very well put. How's like it feel? Yeah, uh, I don't know. A little, a little refreshing, like a, like a fresh squeezed lemonade sip. Just a little, just a, just a sip though. Took a little sip down in the garden. All right. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? What else we got? J Mike, J Mike check, J Mix oh. check, J Mute check. Oh, here you go. Good grief. There was actually something else fun that was suggested for us on Twitter. I've got to okay. be able to find the actual website. Um, our friend, our friend uh, David Berger. Yeah, I like that guy. He's he's fantastic. He's fantastic. He actually thought, "Hey, what if you guys did an actual mock live on the show?" He said, "One person, come on, they do the mock, and they do it from their SFB exposition." Now, if anyone can help me find what that mocking website was, real fast, because I don't have it pulled up. I'd love to be able to have you guys kind of help us with figuring out what it looks like to actually mock well for SFB. How does that sound? Sounds fun. 
Gabe's not <clears throat> Gabe's not about it. Awesome. Right. I, I'm with it. I, I don't I don't uh one of one of us one of us or is it just like us five and then seven people from the so-called chat in in like a or what well burger suggested it on twitter earlier and i thought it was yeah and again i can't find the website though where the actual mocks take place so you guys are gonna have to filibuster or do something so well i can find that okay all right a few things Mm. that came up in the chat i'd like to address um two (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not in a library. I just married someone who reads books by simply being near them. I thought I was a very well or fairly well-read person until I met my wife. And this is like one of three bookshelves. Um, and I count for about half of one of these shelves or, you know, about one and a half of these shelves. And um, I'm not in a library. That's just the reason we have so many books. I will point out this is a depressingly large amount of like romance novels. She doesn't like when I make fun of them, but a depressingly large amount of them are like uh, Nora Roberts is a person that writes books apparently. And there's a whole shelf over here with them on there. So yeah, I'm not in the library. I just am married to someone that's a lot smarter than me, which is how I get by in life mostly. Uh can Peter do a poem with me? Says James. Yes, I, w- I would love that, James. I don't know why it was in reference to. I'm just uh, looking from random times. My name was mentioned. And um, I think he meant co with him in the charity league. That's what he means. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's against the rules, but I would be happy to break the rules behind their back if you want to slip into them DMs. Oh. I will help ruin that team for you. Like, that's fine. Someone mentioned David Moore, which is basically just to upset me, and it worked. Commissioner McGriff, that seriously worked. <laughs> I was, Pete, I was going to yeah. say maybe a strategy is just to take the third wide receiver, and I literally couldn't think of it. So I just didn't. Tim Patrick would be another of those undrafted free agent heartbreakers, like someone who's consistently proved to be better than everyone else on that roster. But now they've got Colin Sutton and Jerry Judy, so that's dead. And um, Kendrick Bourne, though, I actually like, and someone remembered that I like Zach Pascal while they were trolling me with some comment, and I, it just felt like really warm at heart that you remember that I like Zach Pascal for this year, and so I wanted to call them out, whoever, whoever you were. Appreciate that, Zach Pascal, by the way. And um, is there enough um, Pete, going through the? Look, yeah, this doesn't look good for my brand, man. If you could stop with the whole like reading through the so-called what you know. <laughs> oh, well, I was just making it up. It's okay. Yeah, and talking about the most likely breakouts. I actually went through that today. Anthony Miller comes up, but he's being drafted like one thirty overall, which seems a little high for me. And the reason I brought up Zach Pascal before was because he hit about the same volume threshold last year, and he's undrafted in fantasy drafts. And I find that interesting. You know, one hundred and thirty to undrafted when he's been just as impressive. And I liked Miller a little bit coming in, but I think. Zach Pascal might be a little underrated on the Colts. Wow. All right. Very good. And not I'm, to be I'm making about- up conversation with my opponents. That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just going to keep talking over the hosts and the guests because they're letting me. Like, I don't know why people that have podcasts do this, but yep, if you just talk, they is. just let you keep going. Yep. Like, it's pretty, pretty cool. You can have whatever show you want, just be a guest and then keep talking. And everyone else in the world is way too polite. So, chat, if you want the open bar, all I have to do is be a guest 
and keep talking. As you can see, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, as you can see, they just kind of let you have show, the open bar. It's pretty no, fun. No, 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 no. <laughs> we, 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 we are the owners of many podcasts and fantasy football websites. Okay, so, so if you think you're trying to acquire us, and then you know, in turn, acquire everything else, you've got another thing coming, Bucko. Now, J. Mike, did you, uh, did you figure out? Did you figure out this website or what? I did, I did, I did. So shout right. out, shout out to the folks over at thefootballworkshop.com. They've got a mock draft tool, but I um would wouldn't be us if we didn't mention in our eliminator. Uh, and shout out to you, Kent, uh, aka Larry Monkey. Debo's about to go for forty two dollars uh, in four minutes. So mm. feel a red line special coming on. Anyone here <laughs> uh, better injury, gone, like man. an injury expert or someone with a line on Debo's injury? Uh, I, I don't know what I, I to saw, think. Of I it. thought people were saying when once it happened, uh, kind of a ten to twelve week thing, and that would kind of be right into the beginning of the season or even like mid September, mm. which I don't like. Yeah, that's not great, I guess, but it's not bad either. I don't know. Yeah, I got told to project him as missing two games, which doesn't sound horrible, but it's not. You know. Injuries it, can linger, it, I guess. I don't know I just, if it can. I don't know about them. That, well, that's the thing is is the the um, chance of re-injury if he comes back too quickly, and with that specific um, foot injury, it's it's not a good thing. And yeah, you're right, Pete, that it um, could linger and things. But it's certainly no reason to oh buy swags. Certainly no reason to uh, propel Brandon Ayuk into you know the wide receiver one of rookies. Like, come on. I think it's interesting. He's someone I'm worried about because I'm low on him, but he didn't play enough in college for me to really have, really do it with certainty, if you know what I mean. Like, you play one year, he was great. One year, he was bad, like, which is the truth. And he did get drafted in the first round. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Found this wonderful website. And again, the football workshop. Shout out to the good folks over there. Uh, I thought this was pretty cool. So, uh, Peter Swags, you all know what position you're drafting out of? Yeah, I'm at the 103, if it helps. Where you at, Swags? I'm at 112. Gabe, where you at? 104. <clears throat> uh, I, I, you know, and all the other four picks, not just 104. Okay, let's go. Is anyone leaning the- QB over running back in the first? Someone asked me that, and it was surprisingly hard to disagree with like i was just wondering i would at at 104 unless it's i'm kind of between that and zeke or if or if mccaffrey Mm. or barkley falls right just in general i mean there is an argument like we're talking about value well i was because i'm an asshole and talking about value of a replacement and like with this scoring system it does kind of make qb a little bit more like running back i mean you know, it weeds out yeah. some of those players that give you cheap value in normal, regular scoring formats. It's interesting. All right. And you uh, made the point recently, Pete, about um, rushing QBs not really necessarily being the go-to. Oh, yeah. Um, Was that for SSD? I don't remember. Players finishing higher in Scott Fishbowl scoring than PPR's regular scoring, and they rush a little bit less, and that's because you kind of have to – you're looking for dual safe, dual threat quarterbacks or safe quarterbacks mostly in Scott Fishbowl scoring because it prioritizes um, completions. So like Josh Allen 
or Blake Bortles from a few years ago, those cheap points really aren't available in Scott Fishbowl scoring. And that's kind of what kind of links to how QB can be considered at least early on in Scott Fishbowl over even running back. And it's not just that it's a super flex, it's the scoring itself. Yep. And uh, Justin, what pick are you in SFB? Uh, 106. Okay. So let's use something that none of us are. We'll go with 108. <laughs> just so nobody's, if anybody's watching, trying to get a jump on our strategy here. Wow. Uh, so we're going with the eighth spot. Uh, and yeah, this is fun. So you can kind of tinker with this all you want to, but have you, have you guys seen this before? This would, no, I haven't. This would actually make a really good uh, episode if you guys have sober good people on at some point other than me, like Justin and Swags can come back and can have mm -hmm. other people like to talk <laughs> through each pick. That'd be really interesting. <laughs> Well, anywho, <laughs> you're here. <laughs> We're just gonna have to make do, Peter. Just gonna have so to make do with me. But I mean, I'm just saying, if you want, you would definitely invite Justin and Swags back for this. Wait, but not wait, wait, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, start draft. Let's have some fun. This will be good, and right. we'll even get some. We'll even get some uh, some thoughts from the chat here. Um, I've got the 101, FYI, 101 in Ghostbusters. Speaking of Seems SFB Abbey makers, Jake, Clint, uh, I don't know if Trader Joe's also doing that as well. But my goodness, those guys are crushing work. And if you haven't seen my Abbey on Twitter yet, it's a thing of sheer beauty. Shout out to those guys and everybody else who's putting in work for SFB, um, but specifically those guys because I know that they do it year in and year out and everything goes to Fantasy Cares and blah, blah, blah. So, I'd also um, like to shout out Kent, since me and Gabe both mentioned him, giving out free ADP. That's really cool. I forget his right. Twitter at, but also Amaze Hayes or Addison Hayes from DLF. Right. You can pay like a dollar to to the charity, and he gives you data from the last 10 years based on Scott Fishbowl scoring. So if you're into data, that's like the deal of a lifetime to get ready for Scott Fishbowl. So the Avi makers and Addison give money to charity and also get better at the draft. So that's pretty cool. Get, getting that data from Addison's like Scrooge McDuck diving into his vault of coins. Yeah, just basically. Swimming. I've, been, I've been looking at this thing for days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the eight spot. Let's do this. Swags, are you ready? I am ready. All right, Swags, I'll give you honors here since you're at the bottom of my screen. Um, you'll get first word on this, on first picks here. Ooh, so the running backs go top two. Caffrey, Barkley. We've got Mahomes and Jackson going to 3-4. Then Zeke, Kamara, and Michael Thomas. Hey, wide receiver sighting <laughs> at number seven overall. Number eight, what are your thoughts here, Swags? Do you, are you scared of Dalvin Cook and the possible holdout? Would that make you pass here? Um. So am I picking number eight here? You get first word. Maybe oh, we sure. we are all picking at number eight. Okay. okay. Oh, got you. I thought I mean, we were we picking from our draft spots. Yeah, that's what Listen, I thought. But then I was like, to make I wouldn't take Mahomes, and then it happens. So, no, no. I, come on now. No, I can't. <laughs> no, no. I mean, we're with, really you, with you. <laughs> you get first word, Swags. Uh, I mean, I'm not taking Dalvin Cook. I can tell you that much. And a lot of it's just that I'm a little hesitant on the injury history there for my first round. I just, I don't know. I, I can't do it. Um. This is tough. I, I love the spot I'm in at 12. I <laughs> have mentally prepared for that in so many ways. 
Um, oh man, so I, I'd probably take Dak here. Dakaroni and cheese. Dak or Russell Wilson. I mean, that's probably the direction I would go. All right, so we got it down to two. Dak or Russ? Who would you guys rather have here? With what Swags is said. Say Dak or Russ? Mm-hmm. Uh, Russ. I feel so so much pressure. I wasn't <laughs> ready for this pressure. No, I'm with you. Okay. Okay. ADP. Interestingly enough, using ADP, picks five to eight tend to be very wide receiver teams because you end up with these running backs like Davin Cook, who's great. When you're a little worried about his injury. Mm-hmm. And Joe Mixon, who's great, but hasn't really done it yet. And so ADP kind of leans wide receiver, especially after the first round, a little bit more than the other ranges. So it's definitely an awkward position to be in. Of the two that you said, I prioritize Dak because of the completions that Scott Fishbowl emphasizes. And again, we've talked about Russell Wilson's low low passing volume. He's very efficient with it, but Dak's probably more likely to get you those completions, which are prioritized in um, Scott Fishbowl. So I'd probably lean that way. Are the, if I'm going are the completions prioritized or is the completion percentage prioritized? I'm unsure. I just know completions are valuable in Scott Fishbowl scoring. It's a negative one for every incompletion. That's true. So if you th- if you're throwing, I mean, just statistically speaking, if you're throwing anything less than a sixty-seven percent, then you're losing points. <laughs> That's great. But, but these points here are accurate as like to last year's. Well, this year's scoring with last year's stats, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. so completions completions are point five each, and incompletions are minus one. That's true. But I mean, Dak isn't particularly. Yeah. Okay. Inefficient, you know. Yeah, I know. I was just, I was just clarifying because uh, yeah. Justin had asked. Oh yeah, I said like two points for completion or something. That's way, way too much. <laughs> that would be so OG. All right, so uh, it sounds like we landed on deck. Here. I think so. Yeah. I can just see Gabe getting so frustrated right now because we didn't pick Travis Kelsey. Have you guys ever co-owned a team? Anybody here? Like, I've never. J Mike and I have, yeah. Two tight end league. Yeah, it was I, great. <laughs> <laughs> this, this feels like way more pressure than that. Well, we did it. That, that was the pick. All right, Kelsey, and I, Kelsey went next. Oh, and Kelsey went right away. <laughs> yeah. This is a co 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 team. All right, so off the board, hey, we Kelsey, started the QB. Started right. the old QB run. Uh, Kelsey Cook, Mixon, Henry off the board. This is for the, those listening via podcast. Oh, man. Um, in the second round, start off with Nick Chubb, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. Back to us. Justin, what, what say ye here? Kittle. George Kittle. Got, I said we've got Kittle. We've got Tyreek. Uh, we've got Miles Sanders as the next running back. Uh, Kittle. I like Kittle. So what do you guys think, Kittle here? It would be Kittle I hate or Adams team. for me. Hey man, you don't get to a 29% win rate in the Scott Fishbowl by following the advice of these smart guys here. Okay. (laughs) If you want to get as low as me, you gotta ignore something. (laughs) 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 Okay. I I just okay. You you get next, Peter. And we'll only just do everybody gets gets one go at this. I just want to see what the team looks like. Man, look where Deshaun Watson fell to there. Like Josh Jacobs was like right, right there. Yeah. 
Godwin oh, Gurley. Really late, doesn't he? Dang. How about that? And Jones. So, and, and this is this is really interesting. The the guy who takes McCaffrey also gets Julio. Yeah, that's <laughs> garbage. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> this is this is ridiculous. Aaron Jones. We're getting a butt kicked by a bot here, boys. So, do you guys care about the week thirteen with with the Carolina Panthers? They play week. That's their bye week, and that's also the first week of Scott Fish, um, playoffs. Mm, interesting. That's interesting. I I mean, maybe I'm just ill-prepared as a fantasy player, but especially this offseason, I haven't even looked. Like, I've been just ignoring bye weeks altogether. I haven't even paid attention. It's probably not the best way. Actually, uh, Two Drink brought it to my attention. And uh, ever since then, I don't know, it's kind of made me think a little bit there. Really? I don't plan on making the playoffs, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So would you lean Barkley at all because of that? Or like a, or a, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I would, yeah. Well, but but here's the other thing too. If you think about it, if if you take CMC and ideally mm-hmm. your crushes like you hope, you get the first round by, and you don't even have to worry about week thirteen. Now, obviously, what are the odds of that? I don't know. Uh, I'll leave that to the nerds to figure out, Peter. But that's a <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Though. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> That's just something to consider, right? So if if I if I'm crushing like I, like I hope my, and I've got this McCaffrey Aaron Jones Julio start and don't blow the rest of it. I mean, not that you have to rely on the buy, but if you know, ideally, if you have someone like that and you end up getting a buy, then all of a sudden it doesn't become a question. So I find it interesting. I find that interesting. I mean, by week thirteen, you might have found someone on the waiver wire that's starting for their team anyways. Yeah, I'd imagine it's not Christian McCaffrey that got you to the playoffs. Well, I mean, sure, that might have happened last year, but it, he wasn't the 101 last year, but he was definitely, what, like the 104 or 5 or so? Yeah, I don't was, know. He was I'll just that, stop talking. He was in that big tier with, uh, I mean, almost the same tier as it is right now with yeah. Barkley, Zeke, and Kamara. And it's just like we talked about earlier, like the first four running backs off the board finishing as the top four running backs – Again, is like not that you shouldn't draft these guys, but we're on a lucky few years here for these. Two Jay, Mike, you've got the one hundred and one. What are you? What is your plan? I'm, I'm, I'm not divulging that's what no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't want what? anybody in front of you to take your guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the one hundred and zero is going to take his uh, CMC. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't want to give, provide comfort to the 102. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like his own edge. Uh, everything in me right now leans toward one of two players. <laughs> <laughs> I'm either taking one player or I'm taking the other player, guys. DK Metcalf. But I am or taking the Tyler <laughs> That's what I we're doing. Promise you this: I am going to make a draft pick. <laughs> We'll if have we have a pre-draft jersey number where you information. <laughs> <laughs> um, swags is fun because, and this is kind of why this is what messes with me a lot. As I think through one hundred and one, when you're sitting at one hundred and one, obviously, um, for, for me, if we're just looking at the four guys that went off the board here in this draft: McCaffrey, Saquon, Mahomes, Lamar. 
right? If if it's a if it's a dynasty startup, right? People are probably going with Mahomes and feeling great about it, and life is good. The 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 really interesting thing about this, especially when you throw in a wrench like you were talking about with the week thirteen buy, is that you you really you really question and and this this two three turn I feel like is pivotal. You it, with one on one I feel like you cannot screw up this two three turn, right? B- because it's going to be massive for basically the, the 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 ceiling of your team. It feels like for me anyway. And I could be talking out of my neck with this, but if I go McCaffrey, then the question becomes, what does this 2-3 turn look like? And I don't think I'm upset with Aaron Jones and Julio at that point or Julio in the third or you know whatever that would look like if that's the case. But if you go Mahomes and then like you try to start something with quarterbacks and then like quarterback doesn't doesn't really move like you want it to, then it becomes just kind of depressing <laughs> to some degree that <laughs> That you didn't create any kind of urgency for people to kind of get with it. So then that so then at that point, if, again, if we look at the board, your RB1 becomes uh someone like Aaron Jones or CEH or Austin Eckler. And I don't know that I feel great about that. So um I, I haven't decided what I'm doing yet, but it's probably between uh one of these first four guys. And I'd really I'd really be okay with all of them. <laughs> Went from one to two to one to four. Yeah. Well, yeah. we expect one of them. <laughs> I we expect would, your uh, draft strategy be with, to be d- divulged by next week's show, J. Mike. Okay, I would be thrilled with any one of these seven, you know, to start the. To start <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely I mean, taking really the line. Up, the line is at Dak Prescott. Okay, got it. If you really open it up, I mean, I could, you could, I could really be talking in the kittle at 101. So, I mean, that's 17 guys. That I'm feeling really comfortable with uh-huh. at 101. Um, you should just use this website to do your draft, J. Mike. Maybe, maybe, maybe I will. <laughs> I'm just gonna do a few mock drafts, all right? In the minute, while I wait, I just, I just, I just find that's fun. I find it fun. And and, and swags, I didn't even think about the week 13 thing because I hear people talk about that in like FFPC leagues and how that's their first week of things. And obviously, you don't want to get left hanging in an FFPC league because it's ton of money on the line and whatnot um but this like this this is interesting this is interesting what's a week 13 thing please playoffs starting week 13 you don't want to be you don't want to be minus your best player right so uh if i if 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 i have an awesome if i have an awesome year and you know get you get a buy then sweet that's awesome but if you don't get a buy and you've got to fight your way out of that week it's almost like having one arm tied behind your back or at least that's the way i see it in my head so you just don't you don't want to be out in the in the woods with with McCaffrey. He's got a week thirteen bye, and you don't have him for the week. You need the most points possible. I mean, would you downgrade McCaffrey to the running back two because of the week thirteen bye? It's a, it's an argument. Three, how far does it go? No, yeah, I, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd be I don't think I'd entertain like Zeke or Kamara or anybody like that at one on one. But I definitely would entertain at Saquon. Yes. Okay. Sure. I would take Jonathan Taylor here, by the way, if we're still doing the thing. Yeah. Uh, if we're still doing the thing, let's do the thing. I like doing we things. We don't want to, man. Come on, guys. You better right, hope you're, Matt, you're Matt Ryan lasts. You better hope Matt Ryan lasts, he guys. He's here. But you don't need to take him. Oh, we don't. Is that your pick, Gabe? I, I mean, it's your pick. Right. Uh, yeah, I, Gabe, well, it's your pick. Well, if it's our pick, then I, well, I want to. way up. 
our way out. My only thinking is because we were in quarterback fairly early here and we've got a solid one, there are some quarterbacks <laughs> later that I think are getting undervalued that I really yeah. like after we... But, I mean, I mean, Matt Ryan's fantastic value here. It's just... Well, I I would, like... I, I, I honestly forgot we took Dak, but... um. I, I would like to say that I'm comfortable with that Matt Ryan as as QB one. That's um, really good. Drew Brees slipped here as well, like really, really far. Yeah, he's our QB two. Yeah, someone in the so-called chat mentioned uh, Drew Brees outscoring mm-hmm. both Dak and uh, Russell Wilson. Pretty, in pretty the in the scoring. Oh so. my gosh! What? So who's your pick here? Oh, what? hey. Okay, look. In the third, in the third hey, round, we're just sitting around someone called dilly-dallying Mike, John Michael five, Shack, talking about don't rush me on the clock. He had a very impassioned speech about how he was enjoying himself. I mean, I think we should extend that to game. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you I talk, want my five you talk, six minutes. about me bringing up 17 guys that <laughs> take it 101, and yeah. here you are bringing up, well, Matt Ryan, or I don't know, maybe. Uh, gee, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> well, I was, was going to do some respect for uh, Pete and do Juju or uh, take whoever you want. Here. What's that? Rex Grossman. Or uh, Josh Allen. I see he, he there. Uh, he, he's. Don't, don't do it, Gabe. <laughs> don't, don't do it. <laughs> I would never, ever, ever do that. Uh, okay. I, the obvious like, answer is Cooper Cup. So I mean, I'm I'm cool with uh, Juju. Sounds fun. Let's do it. Oh, speaking of Gabe, someone asked earlier how much they'd have to pay for you to draft Cooper Cup in the Open Bar Charity League. Oh, like uh, <laughs> he did. Like how much would they have to donate to charity to get you to draft Cooper Cup in the Charity League? Um, tell you what, we can make an exponential deal of sorts. Um, Peter was, was kind enough to, to use that mathematical term earlier. And, um, basically the value just increases more and more each time. So, uh, I'll tell you what, J Mike, um, Cooper cut, who, who are the players that I, you know, tend to dislike at their value Cooper cup, Damian Williams, Cooper cup, Damian Williams, who else? Um, well, uh, Josh Allen, Allen is right probably in the he counts, fifth right? Round. Josh Allen. Can yes. you imagine? Wow. All right. So we can come up with more. I feel like people know me better than I know myself about players that I dislike or that we clown on this podcast. But however many that we come up with, we'll do it in uh, increments of like, I don't know, starting at like five bucks and uh, double it from there. And I'll take all the players that I hate or dislike. <laughs> So starting with, <clears throat> with with cup, I guess starting with the highest ADP. Yes. All right, you guys heard it here first. Um, this gets to be my pick. Uh, we built a team that has Kittle, which I love. Uh, not enough in the running back department at this point, but Lev Bell. I don't know how much I love him. Connor, most. Are, hey, um, uh, Peter. I know yeah. we were all aboard the David Johnson love first round this year, but I'm just going to say it now. I'm all <laughs> aboard David Johnson. Just later this year, I'm I'm kind of excited to have him on the team. Anyway, yeah, me too. I am not. I I hey, still oh, want it's it's Duke oh, Johnson oh. over David Johnson this year, oh, guys. Gosh. <laughs> I'm done with you, Gabe. Justin, Look, Justin. You're, you're, uh, you're. I'm not sure what happened, but we can't hear you all that well, my man. Or I can't, at least. Is that just me? Audio is kind of funny, Justin. I don't know what happened. I can hear um, you, but it's very very quiet. Hmm. 
I don't know who who would you guys go with here in terms of well, I kind of want to take AJ Um, but we're kind of hurting at running back, and this scares me a lot. What pick we on? Oh, we're in the fifth round. Can Blame you believe Raheem? Radio Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert is a fifth round pick right now in the Scott Fishball according to this ADP. I mean, can you imagine? Um, in the sense like, that he should be like a fifty fifth round. Here you go. <laughs> Add Mostert to the list yeah. of most hated games. Damn it! Oh, Why I'm do on, I just on, show my hand all I'm the time? On the train with that. Thank you, Pete. I mean, David Johnson is in this range. If you want to go quarterbacks, we missed out on last round. Like Kirk Cousins around here is around ADP, and I think he's a really good player in this format, depending on what you think of Minnesota this year. No, just throwing out ideas since it's not mine. You could always, always reach on a David Montgomery if you want to go running back, Mark Ingram. Or... We've this got some wide receivers that are interesting. Uh, again, in, at pick eight, you end up looking a lot at wide receivers, honestly. Uh, what if I take your boy James Conner here? <laughs> oh, that's gross. <laughs> I know it is, this right? Team is, this team is way too well-rounded for my liking. My planets are <laughs> completely unaligned. I know. How did we take one of each position for our first four picks? That's I don't so know, but I'm taking gross. AJ Brown here, and I don't love it, but I'm doing it anyway. Over Keenan Allen. Uh no, I'm. T- uh, this is a weird spot. I mean, Keenan Allen right here. If you're gonna go wide receiver, I mean, I don't. Know. I, mean I don't. This is weird. I'm so glad I don't pick it 108. Yeah, one of those mid- <laughs> picks are tough this year, man. In this, I'm taking left bill. Just do it. That's gross. All right, so through five rounds, that would be our team. Wow, we did not. We did not. Uh, yeah, I don't like what we did there, guys. You, yeah, we did, we, you did, did not that. like it. <laughs> yeah, my, my pick being the first of the, of the five, uh, easy. All right, this game was fun. I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs> this this is terrible. Oh, it went away. Oh, it's so gross. Was Anywho. We didn't like that draft. We weren't about it. Yeah, and if you're picking mid-round in the Scott Fishball, I really think most of your values or your exciting players to draft, if you will, are going to be wide receiver, and that's really tough in the scoring system. So you're going to have to go – you're going to have a reach on running backs or quarterbacks if you don't want wide receivers. Like picks five to eight really seem that way. Ish. Yeah, I think, Swag, for for what you were saying in terms of just being well-rounded, like – when I look at the draft, it doesn't it doesn't feel good. Like when you try to, and and and, and I think in a lot of drafts you're like, hey, stay water, right? You want to stay right. water. Uh, but I, I'm not well rounded. Yeah, I'm just sold him that way. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that was fun. I did enjoy that. I loved hearing your all's insight. That, I mean, but did you even notice, like, we didn't talk about it, but even how far Zach Ertz fell compared right, to right. the other three tight ends? Mm. Yeah, we can Somewhere, look at Was that. it like the – Waller as well seems to be falling a little bit. Ertz yeah. was – Of course. So this is uh, – Still quiet, Justin. So Ertz, so Ertz went Man, at I'm... the end of the third here. And Mark Andrews went at okay. the end of the second. Yeah, that was generous so, for Mark Andrews. 
and then Waller at the beginning of the, excuse me, the end of the fourth. W what was generous for, for you? Mark Andrews at the end of the second seems generous. So you're, you're not putting him in the stratosphere of Kelsey Kittle this year? Because I feel like that's a heavy that's a heavy wave that's been rolling right now on Twitter and Dynasty uh, Dynasty <clears throat> Twitter. I, I would prefer to have I, – I guess I'm just not ready to <laughs> make that commitment on, on a run-first offense of are we sure – Lamar can be good at throwing with obvious regression coming soon. And uh, Andrews with injury history, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I, I just wouldn't put my chips on, on a top three tight end as like my floor for, for Mark Andrews. Like it was cool to draft Mark Andrews last year because he was like tight end. Whatever. Super cheap. Yeah. Tight end like 15 or 20 or something like now that he's tight end three. Like that's really rich. Like Kelsey's fine because he's the the tight end one for forever years in a row, and then Ertz is still that dude, and kind of getting a little bit of some uh, some disrespect here at the end of the third. I, so I I'd prefer Ertz over Andrews based on history and yeah, same. value. Okay, I'm curious, Jamie. Can you scroll super quick so I can see how many points Derek Carr has? Uh, yes, I know sir. that sounds gross, but he has. Um, he, I think he was like quarterback nine in this. You, okay, sorry. Um, oh, he's not there. No. Oh, here he is. Derek Carr. Look at that. That's crazy. So that's pretty good. For I mean, that man. Do you think he lasts that long, though? Honestly. Um. Hmm. Well, let's double check ADP real quick. Still quiet, Justin. <laughs> Justin, you left and broke it. I don't know what you did. Just sign it. <laughs> um, so take. Uh, I'm not going to be able to. I find also, it. I also mentioned, or I also did not mention Kittle because I, I mean, I, I see here someone, someone asking um, about. Uh, if 93 Debo Debo's injury hurts Kittle. Um, I mean, Kittle's injury hurt Kittle. First of all, for sure. I mean, yeah. I, I, I guess we're not sure what we can say about that yet. I, Cause I don't, I don't know if we, I don't know what the splits are on that. I don't think we saw enough of like Debo crossed over with Kittle to, to figure out like what's needed for them both to, uh, succeed or just for one to succeed. I mean, obviously Debo was fine without Kittle. And, and so maybe the same is true for Kittle without Debo. I, I, I don't know. And maybe, and Ayuk is there and a couple other uh, wide receivers in there next year. And the, and that same offense might help. So, but, but still tight end two is a lot of faith. Not for me. I think Kittle's fine. It's just always how hard to draft early tight ends that are a consensus early because like they were just saying the other early tight ends come like three, four picks rounds later, not picks. Yeah. And um, like you can get Ertz, you can later. get Waller and load up on running back or whatever your preference is before you do it. Like it's hard, it's hard to go Kittle, Kelsey, who everyone's going to draft in the first two. Yeah. 
typical tight end problem. No one will accept what it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, well, can we can we figure out what our what our next what our Andrews and Waller are? Because I I don't like I don't care about Andrews and Waller this year. Like that's too rich for me. I I feel like that's just too expensive of a you know uh, in quotes floor. So like what what are the tight ends that are going to be top five, you know, or even top six, seven this year. Um, Waller in the fifth and Evan Ingram in the seventh, according to ADP. Like they seem like where I'll start to be pretty thirsty to use a gay word. Um, (laughs) And if they fall to me in my pick, like that seems like the potential of a kid or Andrews Ertz several rounds later. But, you know, I took Hunter Henry using that strat last year in Scott Fishball. So (laughs) that didn't work out. But I feel, I feel like everybody's even, forgotten about Evan Ingram at this point. I know. Yeah, nobody talks about him. Jeez. Again, some yeah. Yeah. The, the problem is Hunter Henry last year, but like in the seventh round, Evan Ingram, that seems like that seems pretty cool. Um, yeah, people are already seeing Jonah Smith. Like, no, we we all see you coming, man. Everyone's targeting Jonah Smith. You're going to have to draft him at least two rounds ahead of where he's at if you want him in your draft. Um, I love Juno, but he's not any more likely to break out and say, Gusecki's another name that you mentioned at the same time, but I kind of like some of these second-year tight ends. Hawkinson, Fant. There's nothing they did wrong year one. Hurst, I like Hurst. Break out in year two pretty well. Hurst could be like a top six dude. Just mm-hmm. takes Austin Hooper's target share. Yeah. That'd be a nice I don't transition. like Hurst at all, actually. He's oh, been really? drafted ahead of Hooper, <laughs> by the way. I don't, oh, I wow. Don't he is. I was I like looking, that. I was looking for him in like 15 to 20 territory and I couldn't find him. <laughs> oh, Honestly, the best, the best reason I can think of everyone liking Hurst is we're all really older than these players and we're like, yeah, the old man. Let's go for the old man. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's, Hurst, Hurst that's, is older uh, than Hooper. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> is he really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah Hurst I mean, was older than Hooper's everyone in than, in, yeah. in the NFL the year he was drafted. Yep. He's, <laughs> I think uh, Hooper's younger than Evan Ingram by a, a couple minutes at least. Not much, but Hooper's yep. young. People are sleeping on him. Hooper's a good one, too. Ninth round. I'm, I'm used to getting shit on, so I'll say this. I, I think that Eric Ebron's <laughs> worth a look with uh, Ben yeah. Roethlisberger. No, I, don't no, I, I, I agree. I'm, I'm totally into that. I am tired of this year is the year that the Pittsburgh gets a tight end of something. But I mean, Ebron's being <laughs> drafted in a place that it's fine. Like last year, everyone yeah. did it with whoever, but they were drafted and far above where you can get Ebron right now. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't hate that this year too much. I don't either. And, and now that uh, uh, Ebron is no longer opposite of Jack Doyle, is that possible? He's, he's, that's not terrible everyone's expecting indianapolis not to use the tight end now i guess but yeah jack doyle seems like a solid value where he's going what do you guys think about higby i feel like i'm hearing way too much about him i, I know wait yeah way too much. they also just drafted a tight end like i don't understand his like and everett's like still there and he's, yeah. and he's of the mcveigh era so right. i mean I, it's like i don't get it I would take the more athletic, more productive, better player several rounds later in Everett. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that and the, and the what I have seen on Twitter way too much. Everyone's like take of of the same thing on the splits uh, between Everett and Higby. Of when Everett's not there, uh, Everett is there. Whatever for Higby, just 
complete like half the production. So I mean, uh, if you're banking yeah. on an injury to Everett, okay, but that's a weird strategy. I, I think I want to correct myself. That I don't think Higby was less productive that much. He was productive when he was on the field and stuff. But if you go for an Irv Smith, frankly, or a Higby, then you're like, I hope I get that Jason Witten upside. But he was like the top 12 tight end that you kind of wish you didn't have because <laughs> you wanted a top five tight end. And I think that's kind of their upside. I mean, it's fine. It's just not kind of what I'm shooting for. Yeah. Right. I mean, because didn't we – wasn't J. Mike saying the difference in fantasy points per game between like the 12th and the, what, the 30th tight end was like – a point and a half or something. Yeah, like you, pretty much. You want to try to shoot for as high as you can because you don't want you don't want the twelfth best tight end because it's not going to do anything for you. You you basically want the top three tight ends, and that's only recently. It used to be the top two, top one tight end was the only one that mattered. <laughs> now we've had Waller break out, and Ingram's been pretty good, and so we can go to top three. But after that, it's just stream, baby. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yep. Now, that is a wrinkle in the Scott Fishbowl. Streaming's a little harder. Your roster's tight. You really can't is. trade. Everyone's going to pick up the guy you drop. So streaming's a little more difficult in that particular league because you can't, like, pick up Everett and drop him every week because you won't have him when you want him. So there's an argument for that. There's still – I mean, those, I agree with you for, for sure, but, the, I mean, there's still just going to be players. I mean, yeah, I, I'd be surprised if, if guys like – Joku were were undrafted, honestly. Right. Exactly. Uh, Jimmy Graham might be undrafted, you know. Uh, Josh Oliver, um, some guys. I'm just kind of rolling over here, but they they all have, a, especially this year, <laughs> you know. Assuming we have football, a very um, opportune moment given some sort of injury to Hooper or. Uh, um, I forgot who who I even said before that, but I guess Josh <laughs> Oliver will be, be might be the starter. Oh yeah, unless Josh it, uh, unless it's uh, Oshag Hennessy. I love Kyle Lapont's point here about Trey Burton. Difficult to draft him in a roster size like the Scott Fishbowl, but talking about the Jack Doyle pick, Trey Trey Burton is actually really interesting this year if he can find room for him. He's got an interesting name. Everyone's been hoping for Ian Thomas forever, and he's going in the 13th round right above Jack Doyle. So, I mean, there's plenty of guys down here. If you if you miss out on that, I think was pretty consensus between us. You know, Waller, Ingram, maybe Hunter Henry tier. Then you just wait until the second tier when you get Hooper and Fant and Gasecki. And then it's just take your favorite sleeper, you know, if you don't get a lot of those guys. Anyone still holding really out hope for Chris Herndon? No. I like Chris Herndon. No. I'll take Chris Herndon, like sure. I don't I can't. Can't. Yeah. You know, if he's real, to you, to use a popular trope I saw on Twitter, if he isn't just a rumor that the Jets are telling us about because he was always just about to start and it never happened. But if he's in fact, exists, and I'm, might I'm still waiting for the Herndon season, and I'm still waiting for the Austin Safarian Jenkins uh, right, right. Can't and, wait. And, uh, well, well, I'm Hern, still, Hern I'm still showed up in his rookie year. Then he got yeah, he suspended did, yeah. and injured. I mean, he, he he just uh, I mean, he hasn't been on the field. Yeah. yeah, Josh Gordon shows up a lot too, but he keeps <laughs> being suspended and not. Herndon has had a weird a weird career. That's sure. a little different. 
Yeah, he was just a continual disappointment. So I went in on him. He was efficient his rookie year. He was impressive, athletic, age, whatever. But um, then every week it was like, he's just about to play. Like, just tell us he's done, man. <laughs> it's like week 16. He might get on the field this week. <laughs> okay. I think I've given up hope. And, you know, it's not rational, but we just get fed up with waiting. <laughs> For how excited. Thank you, hate the Jets. It's just, yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For how excited people are about the Arizona offense with Kyler. And I mean, I guess you could say that they just don't have a tight end talented enough worth drafting, but, and it looks like Max Williams is like <laughs> the guy that the guy, <laughs> which is Dan like, Arnold, man. I can't I tell you how excited and upset I am. They drafted Dental Mims, one of my favorite rookies, and it's like the Jets. Really? Can we fire Adam Gates now? Just, just please, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah, I, I would buy low on Jets offense, just knowing that Gates will be gone someday. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for somebody like Denzel Mims, and I mean, look what Crowder did last year in that offense. He he did pretty well. Yeah, yeah. We just true. gotta hope for a sub five hundred season, but that even that might keep him around, like a seven and nine, six and ten. You never know. You you hope not, but it certainly could, I suppose. I mean, at this point, my expectation for a Gase offense is as long as they doesn't try and convert him to an offensive lineman. Like, that's a weird kind of thing <laughs> I kind of expect at this point. Like, oh, we're rolling out Denzel Mims at kicker. It's going to be great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Gase. Appreciate that. <sighs> but, yeah, I really do like Mims. And that offense has a lot of potential, despite that. Yeah. That, I think that – I mean, that offense could – it could go either direction. Like, it could, just, it could be just as pitiful. Like, they, they bolstered up their offensive line by just, like, throwing – throwing stuff against the wall. Like they, they took Becton and that, <laughs> signed a bunch of free agents and stuff. They, I don't know. They could, they could gel and they could turn it into something great or Darnold could look like a bottom 12 quarterback and just have a nasty offense again. Yeah. And, and shout out to Kyle in the chat as well. Um, when, when it comes to they, they also had, Griffin on the team last year, Ryan Griffin, formerly of Houston Texans fame. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure they extended him sometime either toward the end of last season or in sometime during the offseason, which really I found interesting as well. Um, Bad point. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm, I find New York to be curious, a, a fun place. Obviously, I love Denzel Mims. Mims. I, I don't know what to think of the offense, man. Yeah, just to go back to more tight end than Jets, we I mean we can go back to it, but someone just posted his name in chat and it's like a beacon. I see like anywhere in the world that his name comes up. I'm like, oh yeah, don't forget Jimmy Graham's gonna probably have usable weeks just to frustrate the hell out of all of you <laughs> trying not to stream. Like he's gonna be better than most of these guys we're talking about, at least parts of the season. He's gonna have like a twenty-six percent touchdown rate. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 40 catches and 13 touchdowns or whatever. Damn right. Get Cole Komet's autograph. Did you know he played basketball? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Swag. That's right. Swag. I've heard he used to be able to dunk. I don't know if that's still a... weird. I hear Cole Beasley can dunk. Little known fact. Really? Is this like Oh, a, you didn't know. I actually didn't know. No, there's a video of it somewhere. Oh. 
I live on Twitter too much, obviously. But yeah, <laughs> easily can do it, Mr. Beasting. Mr. Beasting. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love Cole Beasley. He's been such cheap, good fantasy value for years now. And now he's going to get stiff on digs, but still, <laughs> dims the brakes. Dims the brakes. I had an amazing NFL uh, career, at least. Like respect, respect to the dude. Right. Respect. That's for sure. Uh, anything else you want to hit before we kick rocks here? Anything yeah, else burning? Stuff. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, Peter, I got a whole NFL to break down. We've just done tight end, and it took us two hours. Yeah, I mean, right. buckle up for running back, baby. <laughs> it's only tomorrow now. Yeah, only. Oh, it is yeah. tomorrow now. That's Eastern boys. Stu. All right, then. Uh, All right, let's get it. Let's get it then. Let's let's start over. Let's pull up the draft again, J. Mike, and yeah. uh, start from the one hundred and nine. <laughs> Uh, can we, can we just talk about start three tight end leagues real quick? Yeah. Such a oh my god! Wow. Let's break it down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this was good. This is a, a grand old time. Uh, is this our last show? This is the last show before SFB X, correct? Yep, that's yes. correct. We're about five days out from SFB, and this All is right. it. Last year, June, you, we're now you will know J Mike's one hundred and one next time you record. This is what we're waiting for. <laughs> what will one hundred and one be? Or he might just milk it. Yeah, it's true. He might milk it. <laughs> I might milk it and get kicked out of SFB because I didn't. Think about it. <laughs> you, you timed out the one hundred and one. Yeah. Look, <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> You're gonna get yeah. kicked, Jim. Are you gonna get yeah. kicked? Is just just before you go, not that this is gonna set off a large conversation in that secret room. You know, I plan. Uh, is there a rookie this year that you think could do an AJ Brown could break in, be fantasy relevant, jump up in value? Who, who's your one guy from this rookie class? Is that a wide receiver question? I was gonna say maybe we should take running backs out of that because we're all just gonna say the boring ones. Let's keep it specific to wide receivers then. Well, tight ends, if anyone's that crazy, anyone no, got a tight end from the 2020 not. class? Let's yeah, not. Um, we will. So, no. to with no that one believes question, in Adam Trotman. I got it. Got it. I get it. I got <laughs> him all over give, the place. Give him a few years. I love that. Man. Um, I, I do like him and a value at that. But all right. So, we'll, we'll do that um, with uh, in coordination with your outro, <laughs> Pete. Okay. You know, right. same some time, some effort here. Um, so question is, who's your AJ Brown has to be a wide receiver has to be, you know, a rookie, of course, breaking out this year. Uh, I, I d- did AJ Brown even technically break out. I mean, yes. What? Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, how do we want to measure it? Value at draft position or first 24 season? Uh, I know. <laughs> I just, I just, I just always, uh, I love you. I always, I always laugh at the uh, <laughs> like the the definition yeah, of breakout. I guess. Yeah. Is, no, is that's always, true. And also, but, I hate the question: do, Who is your next X player? I mean, none of them. <laughs> none of them. <laughs> but it's why we're here, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So uh, answer like that question, and then hey, Justin. By the way, good job on figuring out the the mic. Welcome back. I figured it out. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah. Justin, Mike, check. What's up? All right. Um, so, um, 
<laughs> you are, uh, go around the horn here. You will say that AJ Brown type of wide receiver, and then you have the opportunity to share whatever you'd like to share about yourself, plug things that you want to plug. Now's the time to do that. So because you posed the question, PA Howdy, FF poses questions. All right. You are up. This is your time. Who oh, is your AJ Brown and who um, are you? Specifically to trigger Zach Reed, I'm not going to say his answer, that his guy. Um, I, Denzel Mims. I'm going to go with Denzel Mims. Like, I really think he could surprise us. He's a phenomenal prospect in an open offense. If we can just, like, keep the coach away from the team for a little while, I think, I think he has <laughs> great potential in 2020. That's it. I, I like Denzel wow. Mims. You're up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, do you have a podcast that you'd like to share, or sure. a Patreon maybe? I mean, yeah, yeah. Don't we, don't we all? But yeah, um, Dynasty Crossroads at Dino Crossroads on Twitter at Dynasty Crossroads. I guess on whatever podcast app you learn. Swags, Justin, if you would like to come argue with me, or you know, have a pleasant conversation, preferably, but argue with me, um, anytime. <laughs> let me know. Hit me up, man. Um, see, I feel like man, we anytime. could get. Get some That's frustrating true. arguments going, and that would be fantastic. And typically, it's oh, my favorite. <laughs> typically, believe it or not, I'm not trying to be antagonistic, and I've yet to actually have a guest who like argued with me. They're mostly very reasonable people, but you know, we we keep trying. <laughs> so, yeah, Dynasty Crossroads, check me out or on Twitter at PA Howdy. Thanks very much, guys. I really enjoy talking to you every time I get a chance to, even if I'm in the non-existent chat. <laughs> uh good to have you back pete um thank you man um i, I do like to see you in that so-called chat um and the, the one liner that you come through with that i will not say because this is this is a family friendly podcast yeah yeah uh <laughs> so but hey i just say um, hello I, gonna, I don't know what he's talking about that's right he does <laughs> he, he's you're you're a gentleman um, I was going to say, I, I, I'm totally with you on the Mims thing, um, especially your point about the vacated targets and, and, and for the New York Jets. Great Bro. call. No, yeah. No. I mean, the Jets Bro. are what? Top, top three in the NFL for uh, vacated targets and, uh, you know, particularly in air yards. So I think that's a great point, Pete. Um, I'm with you on Denzel Mims. All right. Next one. Uh, Justin, the noob, then the N double zero B. Uh, la -de da -de da it's the N double zero B. Uh, you know, we, we had to go with it. Um, <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for coming on the show. Give me your AJ Brown this year, as well as, uh, anything that you'd like to share. Right on. Uh, it's been a, been a pleasure to come and chill for the very first time at the open bar. Um, my AJ Brown has nothing to do with talent and everything to do with a decimated wide receiver crew. And I'll go with Jalen Rager because I'm not sure Alshon Jeffrey can finish the season. I'm not sure Deshaun Jackson can finish his season. And I don't think Zach Ertz can be the wide receiver one. So I'm just going to go with Rager. Um, with that, uh, you can find me on Twitter there. Um, and I'll be writing for <laughs> four for four. And, podcast, um, dude. I don't. I don't have a podcast. Oh yeah, no, 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 they can't see it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Only Justin Redwoods, by the way, just at Redwoods. Justin Redwoods. <laughs> yes. yes, 
and the the audio version you're not gonna be able to see that uh yeah <laughs> so i'll be right four for four uh, thanks for having me on guys it's been a pleasure and thank you for saying that. Just another reason for everyone to be here live Tuesday, 930 exactly. Eastern ish. Otherwise, you don't get people's handles. OK, it's the only way to get it. There is no other location that you will find that you have to be here. Glad we have that uh, understood now. Thank you. I'm now That's a Justin me. fan since he picked Regal. I just wanted to throw that out. I'm now a big fan of Justin <laughs> underscore Redwoods. Yes. 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 That sign as well in front Ray of me. I have yet to disagree with our guests on our uh, next AJ Brown. Swags, will you be the person that Man. I disagree with for your AJ sure. Brown pick? Um, well, I had two people I wanted to take, but I feel like I'm taking the easy way out. And we mentioned him in the show earlier, and that I'm going to take Justin Jefferson. Jay Mike just lost it. I love him that so much. That's a mic drop moment right there. I just love him so much. I wanted it. I wanted him for myself. Great pick. I'm sorry. Uh, well, you okay, you want me to take right. somebody else? No, I want you to take him. I'll, I'll take someone else. You should challenge Jay Mike because I don't think no. he knows any other rookie wide receivers besides Justin Jefferson. <laughs> no, sorry. Swags for yours. Somebody Excuse else. Me. I was ready in case somebody took Justin Jefferson, but I mean, it, it's not like old BC Johnson's not going to hold him back. I, I I don't know. I really like Jefferson a lot in these redraft formats for rookies. I'll, he'll probably be on my team. I plan on having the youngest team again in the Scott Fishbowl, and I, I want him to be a part of it. So, Lego Land, stay off my rookies. <laughs> and you can check out Rookie Fever. Do that with the Feverish Panero. Um, work closely with Two Drink on Fantasy Football Breakdown and the Super Flexible Podcast. He was supposed to be here this evening. We we got him right here. Can't those two drink. There he is. Um, Another reason to be here live. Yeah, and, and I mean, same to you, Peter and Justin. Everybody here. I mean, welcome at is always there. Just love doing this, man. So if anybody ever wants to come on a show, or I mean, I'll get at y'all too. I'll hop in your DMs. So you don't have to get with me, but yeah, we'll set something up. And I mean, you right too, on. Gabe. I've been trying to get you on breakdown. Just just yourself, you know. Do a little two minute breakdown with you. So that'd be super fun. And Jay, Mike, you know you're welcome, but we've been trying to get Gabe over there. Just, just some. We want the man bun. Damn right. Excellent. Everybody needs more man bun. Everybody. I I, I tell people all the time, and I don't know that they believe me or not, but the the just the, I don't think people understand how sharp you are, Gabe, and I don't think most people understand um, just your your depth of insight. And I don't know that. I don't know. I think I think a lot of people are missing out on more of you. Uh, I think can, should, can I just point out last time we were talking about this, I, it was because I was saying I really want Gabe on my I never hear him off the open bar. And so I finally, like after months of negotiating with his writer and all the stuff that he, <laughs> he needs to turn up on a podcast, which is basically just an invite, by the way. If you have a podcast, you should just ask Gabe. Um, on the show, I really pushed him really hard about these fourth year first round draft. Ca- Don't be a draft round st- snob, Gabe. Like, let's just fade <laughs> Doc- Josh Jackson and Devontae Parker. And uh, Gabe called me thirsty and he said I was giving up way too soon. And then Devontae Parker did what Devontae Parker did. So you need Gabe on so that anyone listening to your podcast doesn't make the mistake of not getting Devontae Parker's breakout season. That, that was Gabe's call. 
Gabe called it, and he was right. I mean, that's I don't know anyone else that was calling for a fourth year breakout from Devontae Parker other than Gabe. <laughs> and I don't no, I know I'm normally sarcastic and facetious, but that was incredibly sharp, just to J Mark's point. Like uh, it's not your average fantasy analyst that points out stuff like that. Gabe's a lot sharper than I think J Mike's right, than he gets credit for. Yeah. yeah. Well, so so you, let Pete. me know when you're available later, Gabe, and we'll Seriously. we'll work it out. But let's figure that out soon. Yeah, you know, uh, apologies to to you and Two Drink. I know, I know, y'all tried a, a few weeks ago, and um, oh, you're busy, I wasn't man. able we to that time, it. and I just wasn't sure if I needed to poke back in to um, get get myself uh, a spot, a seat. But uh, I'm certainly willing. So, uh, well, he yeah. talked to you a little bit more than I did, so I'm going to blame him. He made it sound like <laughs> you were so busy; it was going to be tough. So I was kind of like, man, I don't want to push it, push it, push it. That's what I'm going to do for the follows thing. But I didn't want to. I don't like bugging people, you know. I don't know. Yeah, but, no, dude, it's just it was more any, more you're the... more than welcome anytime, dude. Yeah, you can own those I'm... shows too. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the plan. I didn't want to tell you, but that that is the plan. So, <laughs> um, Pete, you know, and uh, thank you, Pete. What's funny about uh, you know how I. Ne- when you brought me on, you've always been wondering like my, my thought process or whatever. And I, I feel like I've never really been able to, uh, put that together myself. Um, but honestly, the, the way that you, uh, construct things in, in chart form on Twitter <laughs> is, is like, is, is the way that I think like, I can't, I can't put numbers to it, but that's exactly how I think. Like when you, when you have, uh, uh, running backs repeating the next year or repeating more than once. Like that's, that's how I think that I, I know, like I've, I've played this long enough to understand that these running backs aren't going to consistently do this year after year after year. Right. And why I use the term thirsty is people are thirsty as fuck <laughs> year after year after year, because something happened last year. That means it's going to happen again this year. And I just, I, I have an issue with, with, with that, um, in, in a large sense, and as far as like my logic behind things, but I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate you being able to put numbers behind my thought process. Cause that parallels actually, uh, very nicely. So, um, shout out to you as well, Pete. Also possibly the only reason I ever go check out TikTok, like ever. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious, uh, man. Good stuff. <laughs> Seriously. Feel, I feel like I haven't reached enough of the parents yet because I'm like, man, <laughs> I like I have these ideas of like being like a dad or like parent now. I'm like, this is it. Like, I know this is I know this is exactly how it feels. I know Dude, you, you have no idea how it. much people enjoy you, do you? Cause, he, cause doesn't, like, he, he, he doesn't. Like, he doesn't. He's like anyone could do so this. Much, like, I don't show my wife everything on my phone, but usually if there's a new if you got something new out, I show my wife. And and she's entertained by it, and she could give a shit about what we're doing here tonight. But, <laughs> I, I, dude, I don't know, man. Like, I would say that's perfect. Embrace Same experience that. here. Embrace Anyone that, not interested dude, in like, fantasy football likes Gabe's stuff. Like when I show, no one else in the community they give a crap about. But you show them what Gabe's up to, and they're like, "Ah, oh, that's really cool. I like that. Yeah. I'm gonna go follow him." <laughs> yeah, like, like he's the only one. The shit out of you, dude. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely, dude. All but right, who's your AJ All Brown? right, guys. Yeah, come on. Let, let's yeah, see how much. Let's see. Let's see how much you really like me after I pick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
I was I've I've wanted I want to say a like just a Raiders wide receiver, and I I want to I don't know what the injury thing is going to happen with our our sweet sweet boy Brian Edwards J Mike, um, but I know you and I both want that to happen badly. Um, I, I guess maybe it always seems like there is that correlation of some people being scared off of, you know, players because of an injury happened with Odell. Um, I think it even happened with AJ Brown a little bit, didn't it? With the, the hamstring thing last year, people were a little meh on it coming in. So sure. Let's uh, swing on Brian Edwards. Um, I'm, I'm definitely afraid that there's already a first round wide receiver there and in rugs. And it makes sense to just pick rugs, I guess, because he's the, the higher pick, but um, I, I like to bring the spice. And I think that if he wasn't, uh, if he didn't do break his foot um, before the combine, I, I don't think that he would have been drafted where he was drafted and you can do all the, but what ifs and the butts and the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, but, but just how I feel, man. All right. So Brian Edwards, all right. 101. Get out of here with that wow. Rager nonsense, that that Mims nonsense. All right. I don't even like those guys. I'm all about Brian. <laughs> Listen to you. Love Brian Edwards. <laughs> I love all those guys. <laughs> I have all three of them on teams. <laughs> Jefferson as well. Right, Brian Edwards is a T.Y. Hilton of 2020. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like when we looked at what AJ Brown did last year, obviously. I took a very questionable wide receiver room and air an opportunity to close the year out to to really become uh, what we had hoped for uh, for him. Uh, that said, I'm going to go with the grossest of this bunch, Henry Ruggs, since no one's – I mean, Harry Ruggs. Gabe alluded. Harry Ruggs. <clears throat> Excuse me, Pretty Harry sure. Ruggs. My apologies. Pretty sure it's Harry Ruggs. Um, it, well, you just look at it and – you don't you don't have to you don't have to squint hard to to see him leading the team in targets at least for me you don't and i i, I very much while people may not love it like i, I think rugs is going to be a factor this year and i think that he'll be fantasy relevant and probably exceed expectations i think mike clay's got him at like wide receiver 40 something um in, in terms of his projections and I could just still see him as better. So I like all of your all's answers better. Justin Jefferson is my absolute favorite rookie. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if Ruggs out-targeted all of them, specifically with the wide receiver room that's in Las Vegas. I got it right. Yes. Um, and I, I see people talking about T. Higgins in the chat. Uh, and I like T. Higgins, too. I just don't see T. Higgins out-targeting A.J. Green or Tyler Boyd. Like those are both very, very good, good yeah. wide receivers. And as <laughs> I'd much even as I give like it up to Boyd in that respect, you know, like I just don't see him out, him out targeting either of those guys this season. Beyond perhaps twenty twenty, I don't see that. Um, but I don't so, think so yeah, this year, Joe Mixon. I mean, he may not if they if they actually do like they say they, they want to do. So we'll we'll see how that goes. And again, I like Higgins. That whole morass of like late first round rookies that 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 went uh, in, in rookie drafts, late first, early second. Like, it's a fun group. So so people are going to be right. People are going to be wrong. 
Um, people are going to victory lap the fact that you were low on Cam Akers and he finishes the rookie RB1. Well, okay, I had him at RB5 and I still really liked him. So what do you, I don't know, what do you want from me? Um, like, I don't know. Um, Jerry Judy's, uh, again, and Jerry Judy, awesome player. I just don't see, again, him, him and CeeDee Lamb. I don't see either one of them leading their teams in targets. I just, I just don't. What about uh, LaVisca Chanel? I don't see him out targeting Chark. And for that matter, uh, D.D. Westbrook last year was basically on pace with Chark for targets until he kept getting hurt. So I, 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 like, kinda, I like LaVisca. I, I, I like what he can bring. I, I didn't love him as a player, but I like him in Jacksonville. And I think I that do, he'll be interesting there. But It I, is I, interesting I, Jacksonville is kind of scatterbrained with wide receivers. Like They keep getting rookies that do really well, and then year. they're like, uh, who's the next guy, though? Like They yeah. give up on them after it's that. very weird. Every year. <laughs> Switch. Yeah, it, it it is strange. So so just just in the so so I think that Rugs could Rugs could be someone who kind of looks like McLaurin where he comes out hot and it kind of fades and then finishes hot. Or then Brian Edwards is the one that just kind of comes on late like AJ Brown and just like takes over everything. <laughs> like he just and, he just becomes it. Um so and yeah, I, I think it'll be fun. I'm sorry, J. Mike. I think we could we could potentially both be right here. I mean, let's just go ahead and say that we are going to be right. This is our podcast. This is the open <laughs> bar. You know, we're buzzed. We're close. We're um, claiming victory. <laughs> Rugs and Edwards. You know, top twenty four wide receivers this year. Book it. That Derek Carr. Gosh. Derek Carr's done it before. All right. Maybe. Sure. He had Cooper and Crabtree. Sure. Sure. The new team of the open bar, the Raiders. Oh my gosh. We gave the Browns the boot for the Raiders. Uh-huh. This is so sad. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why did you say that, Swags? I feel so gross. It could really happen. <laughs> it really oh, happen. I feel so gross. Car, um, Car's done it like nearly half of his career is support two top 24 wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Just to Kyle's point here. Uh, in the invisible chat, non-existent chat, AJ Brown had 84 targets and had to have the most efficient season pretty much we've ever seen out of a rookie. Like if Judy hit 84 targets to do what AJ Brown did, he would have to have once again, the most efficient season we've ever seen out of a rookie, like betting on that twice in a row is why Judy's kind of struggling. I think Sutton, Sutton squashes his year one breakout, but he could still be really good. AJ Brown had 84 targets. He, it was really, it was really low target volume for what he did on it. Uh, AJ Brown. And by the way, targets. I heard that Corey Davis yeah. shade earlier, J. Mike. Don't well, think I didn't, bro. Like a messed up wide receiver with no one on the Corey team. Davis. Whatever. No, I didn't, that's not what I said at all. I said with a questionable wide receiver. No, I'm going to memorize. You were like, uh, and everyone else on the receiving core was trash and no good. And uh, AJ Brown stepped in. That's 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 how I remember. Um, speaking of. <laughs> Speaking of trash and 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 people stepping in, Adam, the, watch for this Adam Humphreys bounce back. Just throw it out there. Stop it. <laughs> the, to everyone that's obviously in the chat, appreciate y'all so much. Thank you for uh, showing love. Uh, we appreciate you all. Uh, such a fun night. Got a lot done. A lot of different things that we knock, knocked out tonight and had a lot of fun with. So appreciate y'all. James the Brain, if you continue to uh, subtweet the, the shade of Batman, I'm going to have to go out to Wisconsin. And uh, we're just gonna we're we're, we're gonna have to we're, we're gonna have to exchange appetizers or something, uh, and have words. Uh, nothing but love, James. Appreciate you, man. Uh, to our guests, thank you all. Pedro, uh, as always. Justin, thanks for coming through for the first time and long overdue, as I told you previously, man. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed our time together. 
live and in person. So this is long overdue, and I, I very much look forward to talking with you again. Swags, always a pleasure to have you, bro. Um, and you've been treating, and I appreciate the fact that you've been treating your guests on Rookie Fever so well uh, since you started giving the guests the really bad rookies toward the end of last <laughs> season. Uh, I'm glad that you're back to respecting your guests again, so thank you for that. <laughs> oh, uh, well... <laughs> Once the season starts, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All to win your game. I can't believe this. Oh, man. We, it's, it's so much fun. Um, so, again, thank you guys uh, so much. I appreciate y'all uh, more than you know. Uh, Gabe, I love it's you, man. It's so weird, though. Like, it kind of got harder yeah. to get guests towards the end. So we kind of like, I don't know, we just weren't trying to get them as much. And we just kind of were like, what are we going to do with this game? And we're like, well, we'll pick four of them and we'll shit on them. So... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 just, yeah, just just throwing it out there. I literally just sit in this room waiting for people to ask me to come on podcasts, and it hardly ever happens. Like occasionally, the open bars, like okay, we need a fifth, and here I am. But like any time, man, we're all intimidated. Normally by you. not. They're normally like I guess PA Howdy, but like any time if you show unbelievable. Absolutely, I'm, man. I'll be reaching out for sure. Cool, Peter. You and your slander. Um, <laughs> you can find us wherever podcasts are, y'all. Appreciate y'all. Uh, obviously, continue to love on each other, encourage each other in these wild times that we're in. Uh, encourage uh, encourage everyone around. You never know what people are going through. Uh, shout out to our homie, Two Drink, who is going to be on with us tonight. Man, Two Drink, nothing but love, bro. Appreciate you. Uh, be encouraged. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at jmikecheck, at jmickcheck. You can find the show's handle at the Open Bar Pod. Major shout out to everyone in our eliminator, as well as all the folks in our best ball charity league. The divisions are set. Those are in the chat and excited about it. So uh, my main man, the co-host with the most, Bungie, Genius the MC, FF Thick Skin, mm. FF Follow Kent, FF New Bun, <laughs> Mr. Gearing, <laughs> if you nasty. On Twitter at ffmanbun, Gabe, take us <sighs> home. Ff follow Kent. Oh my gosh. Uh, which which Kent are you talking about, J. Mike, Larry Monkey, or? Uh... <laughs> 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 I would only know that if I was reading something from the never mind yeah thank you for joining us tonight on the open bar uh, plead the fifth. yeah how, how do we do this man seriously two and a half hours we're psychopaths y'all we like but thank like, you all you know you know i see these people that they they have their like three four podcasts or whatever that they that they host that they have you know swags you're definitely one of those and this is certainly no shade towards you i'm just doing a bit but uh <laughs> you know we, we do these podcasts for you know two or three hours you're basically just running ship and doing three podcasts and in, in one show one night every week you know we have a little fun so there's that you know portion of the podcast we we actually talk football sometimes kind of and that's a podcast and then like there's something else that we might even talk about which is our third podcast you know the wild card podcast so look we have it all we 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 own it all we have we like all, all of you podcasts are our sons okay this is the open bars world and y'all are just podding in it okay 
So uh, I, I'm totally kidding. I respect and love all of your podcasts and the work that you do, and especially our guests here. I can't. I just can't follow through with with a joke and just like be a jerk. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Do I don't have like, I'll step in and be a jerk if you need. Me. No, don't do it, Pete. Because then we're going to start okay. talking about vacated targets or something. And I know you have a lot to say about that. All right. Okay. So uh, this has been great. J. Mike, are we going to be here next week? Do you know? You Next know? week is, yeah, we are here. We're here all July? of July except for the week July. of the twenty first. July, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm. I'll, I'll be here if you uh, if you let me. Oh yeah, I won't be just, here. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. The next week's show. If you if you want to add me to that uh, group DM, J Mike, I'll, I'll gladly come on the show. You're not there. You oh gosh, what am I doing? J, J Mike, I'm just I'm just. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's You're get out of <laughs> go, ch- go check out uh, J Mike's pods. Um, don't think there's a new one as of late, but I'm sure it'll it'll come before you know it, and it'll be a nice little treat, a surprise well, for you. J Mike, right? That's. I mean. Sure, that works. Yeah. I couldn't remember the name. Oh. J Mike's journal. Sorry. The, Dummy Blitz. That's. Uh, do you know about a new podcast that I don't know about? The Life and Times of John Mike. <laughs> no, that's what he called. That's his Twitter handle. I just remembered. That's the name yeah. he's got on there. I'm getting. It. All right. Put your drinks up. Let's get out of here. I got nothing <sighs> else to say. Um, appreciate and love everyone, whether you exist or no, don't just... exist in the chat. Much love. Cheers. Put your fists up. Your drinks oh. up. Whatever you want to put up. We love you. We appreciate you. And next week, we going to see you because we live. And it's the open bar Tuesdays, 930 Eastern, partner. Guess what? Buckle up because it's going to be a wild ride. Deuces. Deuces.